Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Y'all a brew heads? Yeah, we brew heads. So pour a glass of craft beer. We can do this. Yeah. What's good, y'all? This is C-Certified Brewhead, and welcome to episode 45 of Beer Not The Podcast, Adjunct Series, Quarantine Edition. This evening, we have a special one. Uh, these guys have been around for a few years now. Their first beer was uh, a huge hit here in the scene in Quebec, so much so I had friends in like Detroit ask me to get them this beer when it came out. Um, over the last year, they've dropped a whole lineup of beers, and these guys have gone over and above this evening. We have the whole team from Amaral with us tonight. Boys, welcome. There we go. There we go. Thank you. Thank you, Craig. Such a pleasure. Thank you all for, uh, for hanging out. You guys are coming to us live from the brewery in – sorry, where is the brewery again? We are in Saint-Hyacinthe right now, Craig. Okay. And uh, we have Victor with us, with, which is our master brewer. And uh, Victor, where are we exactly in your brewery right now? So we wanted to uh, be able to make this interesting for everybody. And so we decided to come to the brewery. Uh, we're breaking curfew. <laughs> and uh, we're going a little bit underground. Uh, each of us uh, are in a different part of the brewery uh, in order to respect uh, social distancing. Uh, so Val is in the uh, bright beer uh, section of the brewery. He's got the uh, tanks uh, behind him. Love it. And uh, we got to keep we got to keep an eye on him because those tanks are full. <laughs> <laughs> Not for long. Not for long. Yeah. Uh, Jeff uh, JF he's in the brew house. You can see behind him. He's got the uh, the the brew kettle mm-hmm. and the uh, the mash tun. And nice. myself, I'm in the uh, ferment <clears throat> fermentation uh, room with uh, tanks of. Uh, I got, I got a tank here of Pilsner and a tank of a lager uh, on the other side. Amazing. It looks great. Yeah. It's cool because uh, I guess, you know, a lot of us don't get to see the back of breweries anymore like we used to. So this is, uh, this is cool. It looks fantastic. So I appreciate all you guys taking the time tonight. Um, do you want first things? Actually, you know what? Tell everybody who you are and what you do, and then we'll get into this first beer and we'll, uh, we'll get it rolling from there. Maybe we'll start to my uh, right here with uh, Valerian. <clears throat> excuse me yeah you're welcome uh, you're excused <laughs> you, will, <laughs> uh, you will have to excuse my English uh, it's not my first language as you hear it is no problem my friend try my English will be really good after the Rommel I promise <laughs> really <laughs> so um, I'm the the brand um, <clears throat> manager the, 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 the product manager behind the this brewery uh, behind all the beer uh, we, we make here uh, and uh, it starts with the, the Janelle <clears> and uh, <throat> after that uh, we have good fun with Victor and make a, a lot of beer. That's my role. I, I like to draw. I like to uh, to make all the brand and uh, all the, the, the packaging and then that's me. Okay, so you, you design all the art, all the label art. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Let's definitely talk about that then. Um, JF, tell yep. us what you uh, do, my man. Yep, so I'm the general manager, uh, one, uh, one of the founders. So we were, at the beginning, four of us. Uh, as of today, uh, it has evolved. Some new members just joined, but uh, I'm one of the four uh, original founders of the brewery. And as of now, uh, I'm the general manager of the company. Amazing. I love it. And yeah. uh, Victor? So I'm, I'm their brewmaster. Uh, I'm the one that uh, that takes their inspirations, their 
ideas for, for liquid, for the beers, the brands, what's going to happen. And I, I do my best to translate this into mm. something drinkable and delicious. I love it. I love it. This is great because we have all three yeah. different perspectives tonight. So, uh, look, guys, I imagine you are too. I'm, I'm thirsty. I think we should uh, get into this bad boy. So we're starting with the OG, the gin ale. Um, when did this one originally drop? Was it 2017, 16? Yeah. 2016, yeah. Yeah, you're right. 16. Okay. Now, in, in fact, yeah, go for yep. it. Continue, continue. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. So that is the beginning of the company. In fact, uh, and I will let Valerian talk to you a bit about what he has in his mind. But to be honest, Amiral, all started with the Janelle. And right. it was something in Val's head where he'll tell you a bit, a bit more. But okay. as of today, it all starts with Janelle. And these two words were the essence of where Amiral is today. So maybe Valerian, right. you just want to talk a bit more about this great idea you had in your mind and the, the dream you had, you had in your mind. Uh, okay. First of all, I'm um, I'm really a fan of gin, a fan of beer, of course. Mm -hmm. But uh, in our own pub, uh, Le Pourvoyeur, Cheers, boys. Mm -hmm. Cheers, Cheers guys. Pleasure. I didn't wait nobody for, for drinks. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I'm very impolite, but I, it's very uh, democratic for me to be here. You're thirsty, <laughs> you drink. I love it. <laughs> no, I respect No question that. about that. You want another one? I give you another one. I like it. So um, I'm, I'm in the industry of bar from a long time. I was DJ at the age of 19, uh, 18 years old. Uh, and now I'm, I'm 47. And uh, in 2010, I opened a pub and I, I found a, a, a way to distinguish ourselves and specialize in gin. Mm -hmm. And uh, in 2016, I was drinking a, a gin and a, and a shot and a <clears throat> glass of beer. And I had... The, the the, <laughs> the brightest idea to put the margin in the beer and taste it and said it's very good how come there's no janelle right. there is so i searched on the web i was like there's scotch l but there's no gin l how come nobody nothing entire web i found just kind of small brewery that made a juniper berries beer and the exploration and the experimentation like that why don't you start something? So uh, I have a call. Um, I, I also own, uh, at that time, uh, a grocery. And uh, I sell some microbrew beer. And I make good friends with uh, Patrick Kuhl, who was my um, uh, my uh, representative for uh, microbeer and supply me. And uh, I, I gave it the, this idea. It was stunning. So this is really a good idea. So let's make it so. We, we make a, a gin ale, but we don't put gin in the beer. Right. We go, we're, uh, <laughs> we're trouble in that. <laughs> we, we try to put the ingredient that we use in a dry gin. So we start with juniper berries mm -hmm. and all nine aromats, uh, botanicals uh, that we, uh, we put in the, in the gin ale. So it tastes like a gin. It's made with the same thing as a gin. I love it. I love it. What is the actual base beer for the ale? What style is the, or is it not even to a style? Uh, 
we start from the basis <clears throat> with a strong ale. With a strong ale. Okay. And we, we, yeah, it's a strong okay. ale, a, a British ale with a, a not not too hoppy, but more malt and more uh, that complementary to the the spicy and the, the all the notes that are uh, in the botanicals use in gin. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, I was curious. It's at six point nine percent, and I was like, I couldn't pick the the actual style that it might have been. So that's uh, super interesting. We lost JF. I guess we'll be back in a sec. But the idea, the idea behind this is to start a new style, right? A whole new it's, thing that's not BJCP necessarily, and no, exactly. Okay, no problem. Um, I, I, yeah, go. I, I, I was going to add that I think in in in, a, in these series of beers where we're looking at botanicals, mm-hmm. one of the ideas is not to put too much hops. Uh, the the accent of these beers aren't the hops; it's the botanicals. We're right. looking at the the cloves, the the nutmeg, the uh, the orange and and lemon rind uh, flavors. Gotcha. So, hop wise, it's not in your typical. Uh, IPA or mm-hmm. ale style, uh, as Val was alluding, it's these are new new styles of beer, um, and so for right now the hops, yeah, they're hops. Uh, we're using I think Chinook, and but not a lot, gotcha. and Hallatower, yes. and not much bitterness, and not much hops in the finish. Gotcha, and that's exactly what I'm getting. It's absolutely right. Like it's very gin forward. Um, we just have a couple quick comments. Tiffany is saying, "Love that gin ale, so good." Hell yeah. Uh, yes, yes. Jan Carl says, "Great beer, guys! Congrats, love it." Thank mm. you, Jan. And uh, thank Natasha. you, Jan. Yes, Natasha. The Janelle has my heart. I love it. I love it. Shouts to Natasha. Yes. Lovely. Um, okay, go on, man. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, the, to finish with the, the Janelle is the opposite of an IPA. You mm. got to try finish to uh, to make a rappel with the the, the dry gin. Mm. You don't have a, a long aftertaste. You know, you notice it, so uh, it's yeah. the opposite of uh, a New England or especially a West Coast IP. Definitely. I'm definitely getting that dryness. No, it's a, it's a class. I haven't actually had this for a while, so it's nice to revisit it. Um, it's just such an interesting There's a lot of people beer. that that tell us that they love beer after tasting or uh, Janelle. Before the Janelle, uh, and all of the <laughs> just degustation and uh, tryout uh, made in, uh, in stores or at events, all the people say, oh, I don't like beer. Oh, try this one. It's very different. And you tell yeah. me after if you like it. And uh, nine times on ten, uh, they say, uh, I like it. You surprise me. That's awesome. I love that. Um, Helen uh, Brunette just says, love that beer. So well made. She is right. I love mm-hmm. it. I love it. So now we have the beer. That's great. So let's get into your beer histories um how you guys personally got into beer and once we finished the three of you guys let's talk about uh i guess we already got a bit of the introduction on how the brewery came about but i imagine there's probably a little more to it um whoever wants to start can uh, go for it i think the best story you could get is to hear victor if you want to really have a big great story victor you need to tell your story okay let's go thanks thanks thank you jeff for the for the introduction <clears throat> uh yeah so where do we start? Uh, I've, I've always been into beer. Uh, I, I come from a, a, a beer family. Grandfather worked at, at Molson's for 35 years. Wow. There was always beer in our house. And at some point, um, 
my father and my grandfather would go to the brewery to get their their employee allotment. And I've got two brothers. And at some point, um, we were drinking the beer. And my father sat us down at the end of the summer when that year, and he says, listen, I'm not buying beer anymore because you guys are drinking it. And so uh, our, our, our supply of beer got cut off, and then I started making beer. Uh, this is back in 1987. Mm-hmm. Uh, and since then, I never stopped making beer. Uh, I did an undergrad in food microbiology at McGill University, and then a, uh, a postgrad in uh, brewing and distilling science at Harriet Watt University in Scotland. Nice. I was employed by a bad brewing company uh, for uh, for five years, and then I went to consulting, and then I started uh, uh, brewing uh, here in St. Hyacinth. Okay. And this is... That's the, my history in a nutshell. I love that. The brewery that you guys are at now, is it the Amaral Brewery, or it's a facility that you just brew from for now? It's uh, Amiral is brewed mm. in the St. Luke Brewing Company, and I, I operate own and operate the St. Luke Brewing mm. Company. Gotcha. Okay. Do you yeah. have St. Luke? I apologize if I'm not familiar. Maybe I'm forgetting, but is there specific beers that you guys make yourselves for your own brands? We have two beers in our brand, but we, we're not, we're, we're, we're more of a, a, a co-packer. So gotcha. we're brewing for, yeah. And Amiral is, is probably our, our occupies probably about 6% of my, my volume. Amazing. Of the volume here. Yeah. That's very, very cool. I love it. Yeah. Um, thank you for that, man. Um, who would like to go next, Val, JF? Val, maybe you want to go? Uh, yes. Like I said before, uh, my, uh, my background is bar, like as a DJ first and then, then as bar owner, I own a grocery and that's all. Uh, I, I get more into the, the beer business and all the, the microbrewery because uh, I opened the um, La Pauvoirie, that was a gentleman market just near my uh, Pauvoirie. And uh, I met a lot of brewery, a lot of brewer, brewers. And uh, of course, uh, when I was working, I worked in bar, at home bar, I was selling beer and selling a lot of gin from all over the, the planet. So I'm very interested in uh, tasting everything. And uh, I, I love it. So with the gin, it make me uh, step in the business and make beer and, and know. Uh, I have to learn very fast, and uh, it challenged me, and uh, I like it uh, because it's very uh, a bubbly uh, environment. It's uh, it's evolved fast, and it gives you the, the opportunity to uh, to create some anything, anything from scratch, and then you uh, you start with something, and then you evolve on the other thing, and you just match uh, a good taste. And when you have Victor with you, it's gonna uh, it's good. It makes it even easier. I love um, oh, yeah. I, I love the bar. The Pauvet is such a cool place. Like you guys have amazing food, and just and it was the first place that I've been that I experienced this where you you have this ridiculous gin menu, and then you yeah. even can choose the type of tonic, and they serve you the tonic separate to the gin, and it was like I, it kind of blew my mind because I'd never seen that before. I'm like, of course, like why wouldn't you want you know maybe you want to because the gin is such a an interesting product and you've got so many, wouldn't you want to try the gin by itself? Maybe have a few sips. You're like, all right, let me put yeah. a dash of tonic and then you can adjust it to exactly how you like it. And that was the first time I'd ever seen that. And I was so impressed. It was such a good time. I really, really like the place, man. 
oh, there's so very good gin now, and you have to taste it first, just a little bit of ice or just a, a drop of water just to, to low down the alcohol, because some gin have 53 or 47 uh, alcohol proof. It's very strong and mild, but there's a lot of uh, ingredients. And, you know, gin is very open-minded because the only thing is you have to have juniper berries, and yeah. the rest you can make what you want with it. So that's very good. So uh, I always, from the beginning, suggest to people to, to taste it first and then to add the chaser of tonic, the amount they want. So you, everybody's different. Everybody yeah. has a taste. And you want a more uh, sweet, more uh, more strong, more uh, less. Uh, so, But there's a lot of work behind the product, so you want to taste it raw. Yeah, exactly. Philosophy. It's it's so and cool. Uh, it needs to be more common. It, and it's it's very cool because I have gin from uh, South Africa, Japan, uh, from all over the world. And and when I bring it, I mean, I'm working with Victor. It's very very uh, instructive because he's got a good knowledge and he's a good culture. He came from Lithuania. All of the uh, his parents from Lithuania, Victor, and uh, he's got a. When, when, when we drink beer here at the brewery, there's always good pickles. There's always good uh, uh, sausage from uh, Polish or uh, East, East Europe. It's, uh, it's the perfect pairing with beer. And beer is made to, uh, to uh, unite people. And what, what's better than, than a drink and food? So we talk. Not much. Yeah. We have a... <laughs> You have a good time. I love it. No, that's amazing, man. Thank you for that. A couple quick uh, comments before we get to you, JF. Someone says, Frederick Lorraine says, so surprising when you have your first sip and then you have another one and you just love it. Uh, the Janelle he's referring to. Tiff is saying, love that gin pub. Salmon Tartar. Yes, that was the one. Oh. Oh. Oof. So, sure. so many great We use, we use the, the salmon with gin, so. <laughs> Do it. Which one, sorry? <clears throat> In the salmon tartar, we use the gin, so. Ah, right. So give it a bit more of a uh, yep. little herbal yeah, thing. we use a famous know. recipe of a gravlax. Okay. All right. That explains it. Um, Triangle Gaming is saying rumel is the ultimate. Is that a gin? No, it's the less... The oh, rum ale. Rum ale. My the last beer, rum ale. Yes. Last we'll, beer. Yeah. we'll get to yeah. that. We'll get to that. Um, we'll yeah. get to that. Yeah, we'll get to it. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Victor, go for it, man. What, what, not to get off topic, but the what I really um, appreciate about the, what's happening with the gin these days is, is sort of following a little bit of the same path that microbreweries have taken in the last 20 years. Historically, we've been exposed. We've only had access to two or three gins available at the SAQ, usually from big multinational companies. Um, I don't want to name them, but there's you can count them on your hands. And for the longest time, this is what we've been exposed to. This is what we've had a choice between one and uh, one out of five. Now with all the new gins that are coming out, it's like an explosion of flavor, an explosion of, of inspirations. It's, it's, it's fantastic. It's fantastic to go and try new gins uh, and not have to cut them with, with tonic, uh, not have to cut it with something else, just to have it as Val was suggesting on ice, uh, 
really a great great time to be uh, around if you're a, a gin um, if you appreciate gin. Could not agree more. Yeah. Specifically yeah. in Quebec, yeah. Quebec gin yeah. I've, we found is just like top tier. It's so amazing. I don't. Also, just while we're talking about it, I don't know if you want to mention any brands, but do you guys have any favorite? local brands that if people are looking to get into gin that you would recommend that they try any for all three of you guys there's too many it's <laughs> like microbrewery in quebec yeah there's too many too many good products yeah. quebec peoples like to do best things we we put a lot of effort to make good things we are very uh, a good public but it has to be good you know that the SAQ is following is following by all the, the um, all the buyers in the world. When the SAQ is buying something in the Quebec, if it works here, it work, it will work all over the planet. So we're kind of a, a screen test for everybody. Amazing! I didn't know that, and that makes a lot of sense then. Yes. Yeah. So that <clears throat> for my for my my opinion, that's why in Quebec we have one of the best brewery in the world. Agreed. Breweries, uh, spirits, and food, and cheese, maple. Wow, you can keep going. We're yeah. lucky. Very lucky to live here. Um, liquid That's happiness. Topic. Yeah, right. I know. We could just keep going. Um, liquid happiness disagrees, saying uh, Quebec has the best gin out here. So many great options. I agree. Um, JF, my man. I keep. Uh, we keep going off tangent. Tell us about your uh, beer history, bro. Yep. So, always been a beer, a beer lover. So from my age of 15, I would say, but uh, my background is more of a business background. Okay. And uh, how did I was involved was uh, my brother-in-law, Patrick, Patrick Kuhl, who met Valerian. They both come, but came to us and say, I think we have a great idea. Uh, with my business background, said, we need to have the right mix in terms of talent. And I, I saw a talented guy in Valerian. He was really, really full of ideas. And uh, my brother-in-law always been in the beer industry. So with that, we, we knocked and we had a fourth partner with Benoit Gagnon, a host in a Montreal's television and radio. So like doing a good beer, I said to my mind, myself, I think we need to have the great mix of people to, be, to build a, be, a, be, a good company. And uh, this is how it started. So in fact, I really, really learned more and more about the beer industry, but I always I start in 2016 when we start with uh, that uh, with Amiral uh, uh, game. So to be really honest, I have been in the industry for the last four or five years. I really really love. I learn every day, and uh, what we missed was a great brewer. And this this where we met Victor at Saint Luke, and we really start that great partnership. And you'll hear in the next couple of uh, let's say minutes uh, we. We launched five other beers, and honestly, that was a pleasure to work with Victor. You'll hear about it's something, having something in your mind, having an idea in your mind, and you see Valeria as full of ideas. But to be able to bring his ideas to something that is good was probably the best experience. So again, I'm calling myself a bit of a QB, a bit of a general manager. I, I like to learn a lot in every in every sphere, but my goal is to bring the best team. To, be, to build the best product and the best company. So this is what I'm trying to do to have around me those kind of talent. And I, I'm trying to 
have the best of these people right now. And I love, you know what? Our first, I'll tell you a good story. We never yeah. really had salary right mm. now. We are still working. And the dividend we have is to bring our beer at home and to give beer to our families. That's the kind of salary and dividend we have right now. Maybe one day we'll all be able to live. But uh, as of now, it's still something where we have fun together and we're trying to build something, but always having fun doing it. So that's a bit of my background, uh, Craig. I love it. Thank you. Okay, this is interesting because you're all from such different... Uh like you know areas and spheres of the world so it's bringing in like so many uh like you were saying everyone has their own creativity that they're bringing to the to the company so yeah. being that the idea started from valerian in the pub and then you connected with victor and i guess you did the gin ale so did it release in 2016 or did it release in 2017 17 17 okay 2017. That's 17 yeah in, in march if i'm correct march 2017. Yep. Okay. It's gonna, yep. 40 yeah. years right now. Yeah. Amazing. That's crazy. So then you released it to, was it, was it a pretty immediate positive? A hey, look at that. Is that the OG? Yeah. That's the first uh, lifesaver. And then we were the day 2017. Oh, she's He's drowning in beer. That's the problem. <laughs> well, that could be a good episode name, drowning in beer. I love it. Um, okay. So you dropped the first beer in 2017. Now, when this came out, what was the reaction from people because it's such a unique product? Particularly, you went straight to cans and straight to the market. It wasn't like a small batch in a brew pub or anything. Um, uh, how, the how first batch was in the bottle. In a bottle. For a year, we were, I remember yeah, that. We were in, yeah. we were remember in the bottle. Remember that? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. That's yes, all. Yes. Uh, that's, yeah. Uh, for myself, uh, I would like to, to go directly in the can, but uh, uh, at this era, uh, our brewers didn't have the the capacity to put it in cans, so uh, we waited a year, and then we have to move from the first brewer that brew uh, our stuff at uh, uh, Drummondville, uh, Buckel, Michael Jean. Ah, yes, I did a, a, yeah, yeah. a, a great job, but uh, he can't yes, supply yeah. us no more because he's uh, as a other market and the exploding market, and our volume has tripled by that time after one year. So that's when we, we met Victor and uh, he, he, he bring us at St. Luke. And uh, at that time, we have in mind to make a, a one brand, one, one product brand uh, like, uh, like Guinness. So for two years, we, we, we serve on one product, but it makes no sense in, uh, in 2018, 19 uh, to have only one product in the, all the shelf, all the product, and, and all the, um, the, the, the opportunity the beer gives you, you want to make other flavor. You want to make another brew. So, uh, and Victor made an incredible Pilsner. The Pilsner of Victor is very, very, it's bringing you back at the basic of beer. It's an easy drinking beer, but it's, it's a no, uh, no, uh, not easy to make beer. No, a hundred percent. It's a classic, but it's uh, very difficult. Victor, t- yeah. tell us about the, the pilsner. Yes, <clears throat> pilsners are extremely uh, deceptive in the sense that they're they're uh, widely consumed. One of the top selling beers uh, styles made globally, but very difficult to make um, amongst microbreweries, especially. Um, it's a beer style that does not hide its its faults. 
So if anything goes wrong in the beer, you'll taste it in the final product. Oh, Whereas yeah. a stout, heavier beers, hoppier beers, you know, many things can go wrong in a Napa. Uh, you might not catch it because you're you're overwhelmed by other by other uh, flavor congeners. Pilsner, it's on the mark. Um, I have to be uh, honest with you. I'm, I'm very biased. I love Pilsners. I'm with you. Uh, this is a this is the style of beer that I started brewing at the very beginning. Uh, I lived in Germany. I did a stage at the Bitburger Brewery. Wow. Uh, I saw the way uh, they, they made beer. It and then. Strangely, a few months later, I went to do a stage at Labatt's Brewery in, in, in Montreal, and it was a complete different uh, world. The way in Germany, uh, almost at every level of society, beer is, is uh, respected and understood. And, you know, even though they're all drinking Pilsners, every brewery there is making Pilsners, for the most part. There's, there's some, you know, exceptions, uh, other styles of beer that are made but they're all different. They're all special in their way. Um, it's a difficult beer to make. Uh, yeah. Our Pilsner, 100% German malt, 100% uh, uh, German hops, uh, cold fermented, uh, five degrees Celsius for six weeks, and then aged another three weeks at zero degrees. You, you can't do more to a beer. And then when you open, you say, well, it's a blonde beer. Yeah, but... <laughs> Shall we? Okay. Yeah, we shall. <laughs> you mind I'm thirsty. I'm thirsty. Sorry. Yeah. No, I love it. No, let's do it. Uh, by the way, Frederick uh, saying, if you have the chance to meet one brewer, Victor's the one. You got, you got some fans, bro. You got some fans. Uh, <laughs> definitely. I love it. So this pills. So basically, you guys decided to expand the range last year in 2020. Is that correct? That is correct. Yep, okay. exactly. The, the pills just came in Jan February 2020, uh, Craig. Okay, February because uh, yeah, up to the end of 2019, only the the Janelle was uh, our beer. Like like Valeria mentioned, we thought we had a one one wonder with our Janelle, but uh, we we faced the market where having only one beer right, is really really right. tough. With so many good beer, with so many good brewer, we thought that we had to uh, add more to our inventory, and right. uh, I think. With Vic, when we met Victor and uh, we heard a bit more about his history, we said we need to have a Pilsner with Victor. For right. us, it was nothing but having a Pils with Victor with all that history that he has. We said, why don't we have one together? So the Pilsner was our second beer and uh, was launched in February 2020. Okay. And only Victor can talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I love it. So the reason you did a Pilsner was because of Victor's, um, you know, uh, the way that you've studied, like not many brewers out here have been able to study in Germany and, and learn from the masters, essentially, the guys who invented this stuff. Is that the reason you went for a Pilsner after being known for such a, you know, a unique beer as the Gin Ale? When you went to a Pilsner, was that you were like, all right, let's take a bit of a left turn. Let's show people that we can do more than just every beer exactly. that has. Because my initial, to be honest, my initial uh, thought was like, oh, sick, they're just doing a whole bunch of gin beers, but there's a gin IPA and a gin blah, blah, blah. But yep. when I saw this and I was like, oh, there's no gin in this. Okay, cool. So you guys are just yeah. expanding. Yeah. I enjoyed it, that. So yeah, speak to that. It, cheers, it by the way. It was a way to... Um, cheers. I have a 
Cheers, guys. Great beer. Yes, it's very yeah. great beer. That, that's the first lovely, reason that, just why, a, why we, we decided. It's just a nice and lovely. Isn't this a nice and lovely beer to drink? It's just after the after the Janelle, you go to this and you say, "Oh yeah, okay, that's nice." And we'll go back to the Janelle. We'll go back to the IPA, and they come back to the uh, to the Pilsner, and it kind of sets the tone. It kind of, you know, brings us back to earth. Yeah, it's like the base. Victor taught us something that now it's it's in uh, our way to drink beer. We are we also have like three or four beers uh, in front of us. And the Pilsner, we use it to clear our palate, like uh, Victor used to uh, taught us. And uh, it's uh, similar to, to the ginger um, uh, the ginger in the sushi. You mm. use the, the, between each bite, each, each uh, fish, to clear your palate, you use uh, the ginger. Like we do the same with the, the Pilsner because it's clear, it's, uh, it's fresh. And uh, if you want to taste uh, a lot of beer, you have something to... Uh, to give you uh, to the basic, to return to the basic between each beer. Mm. It's really uh, smart. It's very, maybe some, it, it's yeah. fresh, maybe very um, cereals, very, um, it's, it's not, it's, it seems easy. When something is very, uh, a, a very perfect, it seems easy to make. But uh, there's a lot of work there behind that. That's Victoria told me about that. And I said, okay, we have to legitimate ourselves into a brewery now. We made a, a very unique beer, and we want to make a lot of beer. So we have to return to the basic and make the. In every brewery, you should have a beer, a blonde beer. No, so uh, we have to uh, have one. So that's that's why we make this uh, turn left, uh, uh, 180 degrees. But it was to uh, propose Amiral as a brewery. And not uh, being the shade of the Janelle. I love that. And and they went and we went for a, a blonde beer, but a world class, world premium in the great in the in the image of the great stock of, of a Pilsner. And it contrasts very well with with the other offerings from Amirad. All the other beers are they're pretty heavy hitters. There's, they're very eventful beers, right. very umfy beers. Yet in that family, we we have we have the Pilsner. Which is a nice little balance. And JF, you about to say something before, dude? Now you you can see on the can, easy drinking beer. That's something yeah. that we've put on, but it's not an easy making beer. We just had a discussion together, and that was the challenge for us: having an easy drinking beer, but having a big challenge of making it with a great brewer in Victor. So this is where we are really proud of that uh, pilsner, and it's tough to. People would say, "Why would I buy a pils?" And right. but once you try it. You should see the comments we receive when people really try it. Hey, yeah, that beer is really amazing. So again, just I think Victor close of us right now saying, Vic, you really made a good beer and you showed us how good brewer you were and how good you were with Bills. So we are really proud uh, of that partnership. Thank you, sir. So, yeah. Thank you, yeah, gentlemen. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. Yeah. This, yeah, uh, cheers. There's been a, uh, it's a great time for this because there's been a renaissance with, uh, with Pilsners, with craft Pilsners now. It's become my favorite style. Mm. You know, obviously this is the stuff that got me into mm. beer and you go through the Belgians and all the darker beers and now all the trendy stuff and then mm. you kind of come back to this. And this is the first beer every time I don't really start with anything else. It's I always keep something in the fridge. So it's, I think you're right. Yeah. And I'm glad you guys did a Pilsner as opposed to just a blonde. The, the blondes are cool, mm. 
but pilsners are really it's different and like you're saying you're actually aging it you know for weeks at zero degrees like you're doing it you know cold fermenting this stuff like you're doing it properly and i think the oh the, yeah it's a it's a real lager style beer uh, in beer you have ale and you have lager and this one is a lager it's a it's a real pilsner and uh, no doubt about it if you want to go somewhere you have to go uh, the real way i couldn't agree more my man i couldn't agree more James just said all of Victor's beers have a really nice foamy head, a big difference compared to the mainstream beers. Nice. So you guys have got some fans in this. Okay, so this was the first Thank sort you. of step out into the world. How was this beer received by the drinkers, by the depeneurs, um, being that you were known for such an iconic beer of very unique style in the gin ale? Excuse me. Um, you know, How did people, they were like, oh, like, you know, Pilsner now? Like, what was the general response from uh, from people? Uh, pretty good, uh, actually. Uh, we have a lot of people that drink uh, b- uh, very macro, big, major beer that I, w- I won't tell names, but uh, everyone knows it. Uh, with the <laughs> Blue Mountain you know, on it and the white cans <laughs> or uh, silver can. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they say, no, I won't drink micro beer. It's... Uh, too strong taste and then, uh, when they taste the the, the pilsner they, now they, they say oh that's really a good beer for me right. because they used to uh, easy drinking beer but this one is a really, really good one so it was a a good reception of this but in the in the other um, specialty stores it's not maybe the flavor of the month so let's be honest it's uh, the but this is a classic for me, we have to have classic in the brewery. Yeah. And you can go experiment from a but return to the basic. It's, uh, it's important for us. No, definitely agree. I find I was like, I think you make an interesting point that uh, you know, maybe the Depeners weren't interested in like a classic beer. But because like we were always between Ontario and Quebec, we live here, but my girlfriend's from Toronto. So before the pandemic, we were there a lot. So we've always covered kind of equally Quebec and, and Ontario. And I always found that Quebec was a little slow across the board to get onto the, you know, the crispy boy, as we call them, uh, you know, like all, yeah. the, all the craft lagers and pilsners. But I feel like it's finally caught on. I feel like last year, like it finally got hold and most breweries would, would be trying to do some sort of a, an actual lagered beer as opposed to just a blonde or just ignoring that style altogether. So it's been nice to see Quebec um, finally embrace it. So I would hope now that the depths and the drinkers are more interested in this. Obviously the gateway, which is what you're referring to with the macro drinkers coming into, you know, craft, this is exactly what this is for, but also for the beer nerds, because the beer nerds who buy in barrel aged imperial stouts and stuff love these just, just as much. So it's an interesting... Exactly, but yeah. like we said a few times before, it's difficult to make because you have to have the, the right equipment. Uh, Victor can, can tell you more about the, all the, the equipment we have uh, in, the, in our facility. But yeah. uh, to make to make a lager, you have to uh, ferment it cold. So yes. it's, it's You need a lot of time. There's not a lot of brewery <laughs> and, and, and time too. So uh, in Quebec, there's not a lot of brewery that that have this equipment and that have the time to make that kind of beer. Because historically, 
this beer was uh, fermented in the in the cavern of the German, and the, 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 they leave it to all the summer, and that it was ready, ready to uh, for the winter. Uh, uh, I'm correct, Victor? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> um, there was actually a question about that. I'd like to hear about the uh, the process, but in in line with that, Ashley Sexton is saying, "I love a well crafted pilsner. Nowhere to hide the faults," which is exactly what you said before, Victor. And she also said, apologies if you mentioned it already, but where did you source the noble hops for your pilsner? Uh, they're, they're German hops. Yeah. Are they, are they from, they said, where did you source? So they're Hallertau and Tetnang. Were they? Um, I'm using Hallertau or Tetnang for finishing. And yeah. for the, uh, for the uh, bittering hops, I'm using uh, Northern Brewer. Okay. So you actually got yeah. um, the, the hops directly. And Hallertauer. And how yeah. it's right. So that all of that has to come directly from Germany, right? Because they're probably proprietary blends. Okay. Yeah. And we're using Wireman Pilsner yeast, uh, Pilsner malt uh, for the uh, for the malt. Okay. Yeah. No, that's amazing. That's authentic. The only the only non the only non German aspect of the of this beer is the water. <laughs> okay. Right. Keeping it local. Yeah. As, as we should. You don't want to import water. Um, James is saying, yes, finally, Quebec catches on to IPAs and tasty lagers. Time to try things other than Belgian sweet beers. Yeah, that was always my feeling about Quebec, too. Um, I couldn't be prouder, though. I find that Quebec now makes the best beer in Canada. That's, uh, I feel like I'm really proud of Quebec Thank and you. how far it's come. It's amazing, man. Like I feel like the breweries here, there's something that's happened in the last 18 months or something where it's just gone. There's always been great beer here, don't get me wrong, but I feel yeah, like we, yeah. we've... We ex there was a few things where we had gaps. One of them was was pilsners. There wasn't a, as amazing pilsners as there was elsewhere. Now it's just like out of control in every single category. You got unique beers like the gin ale that doesn't really exist anywhere in that in that form. But you've essentially created this style, uh, pulling authentic um, you know botanicals from a very you know arguably the best you know most engaging popular spirit right now as well, particularly for for locals. So. You know, very, very cool. Um, people keep commenting. You guys are super popular. I love this. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Thank Fred you. <laughs> Frederick is saying, uh, yeah. lo love what you're saying about Pilsner. It doesn't have to be the cheap one and the one that all kind of tastes the same, which is very true. Yeah. Right? And uh, Ashley's saying thank you for the info on the, uh, the, the German yeah. stuff. So coming back to what we were talking about, the actual equipment you're using to brew the Pilsner, is there anything, like are you using maybe those sideways um, fermenters or anything? No, it's it's about capacity. So okay. when you're when you're when you are uh, dedicating a tank for upwards of eight weeks to one beer, once one brand, one one liquid that's coming out, um, you need a lot of space. Yeah. You need a lot of uh, room for that. Uh, most most ales will occupy a, a tank for for ten days, two weeks maybe. So now we're talking six weeks. So out of a tank that you see like behind me, uh, I'm getting uh, one third less capacity out of it. So okay. you need the space. So if you see behind me that sign that says a Pilsner, that's only one third the height of the tank. Uh, okay. It's full. Right, it's, right, right. it's sitting there. Yeah, it's sitting there uh, because it has to. Okay. And so you need that kind of space. And also for Pilsners, well, the beers are filtered. So we've got uh, filtration equipment. And then it goes into the bright beer tank and then eventually into the can. Okay, right. So it's like yeah. proper stuff. With the, um, the cold fermentation, do you have like 
Oh, you're going too. You see the color, the crystal yeah. tree, the, the pistol, and the aziness and the brown, uh, the Janelle. Yeah. It's very different. The ale and the, the lager. The, the clarity on the Pilsner is phenomenal. It's really nice. Um, it's cold filler two times. Cold filler. Okay. So keeping it cold when it's lagering, do you have, I think it's like, isn't it like the glycol outside or do you put it in like a cold room or something? No, correct. It's the, all these tanks are jacketed, jacketed. and insulated. Gotcha. So gotcha. there is a, a, um, there's a, 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 a coating of cold glycol along the tank that keeps it cold. Gotcha. So it could be 30, 30 degrees outside and the tank will be at zero degrees Celsius. That's so cool, eh? When you think about it. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. it's amazing to be able to do that. I love it. And this is equipment that you got to have to do this kind of beer. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Just going to do yeah. it properly. Yep. You definitely need all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, James also saying the Czechs make nice beer like Victor's. They certainly do. Czech and German uh, styles is. Uh, I, I'm going to have to send this guy a, a check. <laughs> all right. Are you sure it's not you type? No, I'm joking. Playing. That's good, man. I love it. No, it's cool to see. Like it's it's interesting to see the the people who come through. They see that you guys are gonna be on here tonight. They come through and they're you know it's cool. With I actually forgot to tell you guys, there's gonna be live comments coming through. But the good thing about that is that I'm sure a lot of people don't you know especially now they don't get to ask you questions or tell you guys these things right. So it's a nice sort of opportunity for the community to you know pass on their respects or ask a question and things like that. So I, I appreciate doing these podcasts for that. And it's always fascinating to see. And I think a lot of you guys are like, wow, like all these people are excited about this. Crazy. Um, Helen saying nothing like a good pills with the right balance, not too hoppy, good bitterness. Damn right. Damn right. So <laughs> the, but it yes. doesn't mean that we don't like hoppiness. I'm, I'm, I'm a IPA fan and that's why I asked Victor after the Pilsner to make and West Coast yes. IPA. Tell us but about it. Can we make it like Quebec style? Can we have uh, had our touch in, in, in the beer? And uh, Victor uh, had the, the wonderful idea to get to the roots of the IPA, the English one, mm -hmm. and use the, the six-row malt in the beer. And it gives the, the IPA the, the, the richness and the, the caramelized malty taste. Mm -hmm. Combined with uh, a, a good selection and a good amount of hop, hops, it is the better, is the both, uh, it's a good taste between uh, English IPA and uh, West Coast IPA, and mm. uh, would make it North American IPA, and uh, introduce you our IPA. Nice. Shall uh, shall we move on to that one? Yes. Mm. Let's like do it. Yeah, let's go. I love it. You guys are driving. This. Keep some Pilsner. Just oh, make sure yeah. you keep some Pilsner. I've been sipping it slow <laughs> for that reason. I've been sipping them all yeah. really slow so I can, like, I don't want to get, I want to taste them all. Can you get the green IPA, please? Yeah. Thank you, babe. Um, so the, yeah. Talk to me. The beautiful, the beautiful thing about this IPA, the story of this IPA is yes. the six row, six row barley malt. Okay. Historically, Ales were brewed with six-row malt. Lagers and continental beers, beer on the continent, were brewed with two-row barley malt. Okay. Because on the continent, two-row barley malt grew there, and on the British Isles, you had six-row, and you had a little bit of four-row barley malt. Okay. And when the boys 
uh, introduced the idea of coming up with an IPA. Mm -hmm. uh, I wanted to propose to them something that would distinguish the Amiral IPA to all the other IPAs that are out there. Okay. So we said, listen, we in our discussions, we said, let's, let's make it a North American IPA. Let's use all North American ingredients. So okay. the hops are coming from Quebec, from Quebec. Um, we're using nugget from, uh, from, um, from, from Quebec, from a, a small uh, hop, hop farm, uh, Jacques Noir. Okay. Uh, they supply us with the hops and some hops coming from the States. And um, yes. And we, we, we said, okay, let's use six row barley malt. Six row barley malt, what, what distinguishes it is um, on the, the shaft of the, of, of the, the barley, mm -hmm. rather than having two, two seeds growing on every level, you have six around each crown. That's what it means. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So you have, you have either two for two row barley or six for six. And because there's six on that space, the, the barley seeds are smaller. They're, they're, they're sharing more volume, but less space. Hmm. Two row barley, which we find in the continent, which, yeah. which uh, historically we made Pilsners with, there's less, there's more room for that barley seed to grow. So it's bigger and fatter. Okay. When it's, when it's bigger and fatter, there's more, starch to protein ratio. Okay. When there's less room, because you have six, six grains growing on that, on that little space, mm -hmm. the protein to starch ratio is hot, is higher. There's more protein to starch. Protein is what gives beer its color, the foam, flavor. Starch essentially just gives you alcohol. Okay. Right. And so that's is why historically in the UK, ales are dark, uh, brown, flavorful, rich. And the beers made on the continent with two row barley are pale uh, pilsners, lagers. Uh, that's the history of how these, how these, how these uh, beer styles evolved based on the ingredients that were available. Mm. Now, nowadays, most beers are made with two row because it's more economical. Uh, we're not brewing for protein. Uh, we're not making beer for protein. We want to re remove protein from beer. In fact, just up until recently, um, uh, Molson Brewery was using six row in, in, their, in their beers, 50-50 uh, with two row. Uh, and they were making historically ales. Labatt's was making uh, lagers. And so they were using two row. Right. Uh, so what we said, what we chose to do is, hey, let's, let's be out of the box let's be really distinguished with our with our ipa and go 100 percent six row and that's why if you look at it look, look at the foam on this beer yeah it's massive just waiting for it to go it's down. massive <laughs> yeah, yeah it's i mean no it won't it I mean, won't oh it won't look, okay this, this, look, this is phenomenal <laughs> it is it's like exceptional i was like i was wondering what was <laughs> causing it so it's the malt eh? okay <laughs> it's the malt Right, yeah. right, right. It's good to see that shit. Yeah. That's crazy. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. To, 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 to get around waiting for it to go down, I guess you just stick your nose in it and go for it. Don't just like scared. when you were a kid. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Did you need any more photos or you got what you need? Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> cheers, boys. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Yes.
Cheers. Yep. So nice. that okay. beer, Craig, yeah, yeah. Came, yes, yep. yes, yes, yes. Okay. Talk to me. Yep, it came in uh, February 2020. So that was the third beer, and uh, just hit the market in Feb 2020. Okay, that's what we're doing. I gotta do the uh, yep. the yep. selfie because I haven't yep. reviewed this one yet. Um, okay, oh, no? Yep. no, I had. Uh, I think there's this one and the rum ale. I've done everything, every other one. So that's perfect. I need to, uh, I'm just going to be taking single word notes down. I don't want to look like I'm rude on my phone. I, I would never do that. Just uh, a couple yeah. things to remind for later. But okay, so what I'm getting when I'm drinking this, it's exactly what you guys said. It's like that British meets West Coast. Now, what about yes. this? Am I tasting that is reminding me of the British style? Is that the, is it the... There's, there's something here that's reminding me of it. I can't put my finger on it. Is it like the caramel maltiness or something? The body you, malt, you, yes. you're, you're very good at what you do. Yes. There is, there's crystal malt. Crystal. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's about 5% crystal malt. 5% crystal. Okay. I, I like crystal. Yeah. And this is very uh, in line mm. with, with uh, British brewing uh, practice for, for making that style of beer. Right. Okay. So, and then obviously I'm getting some pine immediately, which is the West Coast here from the North American hops that, uh, that you use. So essentially, would you say, is it probably leaning a little more towards a North American West Coast more so than a traditional British style? Because I guess obviously the color, it's a more of a, you know, a burnt orange than like that brown that you would typically associate with a, a British style. Hmm. Yeah, it's a nice blend. I really find that I, I like the when brewers kind of take the styles, you know, like in New England, a lot of them do East meets West, where it's kind of like hazy and tropical, but but still a little piney and bitter and stuff and like blending. And I feel like I'm getting a similar experience here from the um, that English stuff, which I guess is not super popular anymore, I guess. You know, it's usually, I find the West Coast IPAs actually are having a bit more of a renaissance because of the, you know, the, the in, insane amount of haze that's out there. So it's definitely uh, always like refreshing to, to get a West Coast IPA, you know? Um, so this sits yeah, really sure. well. How did, um, well, why did you guys decide to do this as the third beer? And then secondly, how did that get received? Same as the pills are like, how were the drinkers? Yeah. Um, Cause now they must be like, what are these guys doing? They're doing the gin, they dropped the pills. Now they got this West Coast, like, were they once again just happy to see a new beer from you? Were they confused? What was the the general situation? It was uh, to continue the the legitimization of our to be a brewery and to propose a, a style that's very popular but very classic in its way from twenty years ago the 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 the, the West Coast IPA but bringing bringing it uh, next level but uh, it wasn't. For us to to go uh, to make another classic, to to prove ourselves and to to others that we are a, a, a good brewery and yeah. we know our basis. I love it, and uh, let, I'm really enjoying this, man. This is really good. Like, this is, is uh, maybe. I, I, yeah, no, go on, Vic. go on, bro. Maybe a funny funny thing, Craig, to your question yeah, about how does the consumer react in that. Uh, in my family, and you know, you always want to tr make your beer. You want to, you want to have your beer being tasted by your family and your friend. And in my family, they were not IPA fans at all. Not uh -huh. at all. They didn't like IPA. And my my brother just said, 
wow, I don't like, I don't, I'm not really an IPA fan, but you know what? I like that one. There's something in it, and I just can't describe it and why. But you know what? I think I'm going to like IPA more and more. So the, I think from people, who do, same for my wife, who's not an IPA lover, I think she finds something interesting in it that was maybe not as strong as others, but something that was affordable and something that she could really taste, not maybe having a full can, but that was something for my for, for me. I think my mm. wife saying, hey, I can add a few. So I don't know. Vic, how could you maybe explain why would people not being maybe fully fan of IPA could could have a, a taste and, and, and love that uh, that brand? Well, what could you say about it, that? I, it's, I mean, it's certainly a very complex beer. It's a very rich beer. Um, yeah. And I think that most of us, and I'm going to go back to the, to the base of the beer, the malt. Uh, most yeah. of us grew up drinking beer made with the, this two-row barley. And now we're, we're tasting a beer that has six-row barley, and we're like, what is it? What, what's, what about it? We're, we, we can't quite put our finger onto it. And the only denominator that's not the same is this this obscure malt that is not widely used anymore at all mm. and it's it's there it says oh yeah it is adding something it's it's rich it's thick it's it's complex it, it's it's yet yeah, it's dry it's it's uh it's very drinkable mm. it's eventful there's lots of hops um yeah i love it no it's, a, it's an I interesting think, i think that's it yeah yeah it's an interesting point as well even jf saying that your wife is starting to like it because this specific style of beer I always found was the one that um, scared people off beer because like, oh, no, IPAs are too bitter. And look, this is bitter, but it's not like, you know, the ones of five to ten years ago that ripped your taste buds off. It's it's quite balanced, and um, I think it's quite approachable. It, it, like, it might not convert people, but it's not intended to. That's what the person's yep. for, right? Um, this yep, is just like exactly. a really well-made beer that brings people back to, to that sort of you know, maybe like the Sierra Nevada time, you know, when they first tried the pale ale or something like that, that, yeah. you know, those first piney West Coast beers that, uh, you know, they're kind of becoming more common, but still not crazy. Yeah. My, my hope with this beer was that the, the, the person that was drinking IPA, the person that was familiar with the style would take this beer and say, oh, yeah, I, I find something familiar with it. But there is something quite different. There's something quite unique and eventful about it. And yes. that aspect is, is the six-row barley, 100%. Okay. It's well balanced, a balanced beer. Yeah. The, the balance is really, the, there's a lot of IP that have maybe too hoppy burn. Uh, too, the hop is not well balanced. It, it's, it's not, uh, it's taking too much on the beer. It's, it's uh, it's not balanced well with the the other ingredients, but I think it, there's another factor that the people is now more uh, uh, aware of uh, bitterness taste, and mm. uh, the foodies and the uh, the restaurant uh, we use more uh, bitter ingredients like turnip and uh, all the, the the new vegetables and uh, the old vegetables but new to the the kitchen to the the new plate and we bring. The, the food to a next level, so the the palate of the public is now well prepared to have that kind of beer. Mm. And uh, there's an escalade of uh, double dry hop and uh, triple dry hop. Uh, uh, so it's it's like when uh, the, the 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 only the, the um, hot sauce that you you taste is Tabasco. 
Right. And when you taste uh, other peppers like uh, ghost and those, uh, let's say, uh, the peppers from Jamaica and um, yeah, Scotch all the, the, the other hot sauce, yeah. there's a, a new world opens to you. But uh, your taste is refined and you, it's like tasting blue cheese for the first time. It's not good, <laughs> but you, you'll be used to it and you, yeah. finally you're going to love it. And you ask for more. And more strong cheese. So the beer is kind of the same. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, Val brings up an interesting point that how uh, people's uh, tastes and preferences and flavors are evolving. Uh, we, we went through how many generations of drinking, of having a, a, available to us uh, two, two breweries, maybe three, with producing the same style of beer. And, and then all of a sudden we have in the market available to us all sorts of beers, all sorts of flavors, so many, many things. And the same evolution is happening in other, in other, uh, in other uh, you know, departments, in, in foods and flavors. And uh, it's not good enough just to have Heinz ketchup on the table. You need something else. You need a different mayo. You need a different mustard. Uh, because people's wasabi. flavors are wasabi. And people's, people are, people's flavors are, are taste preferences are changing. Mm. For the better. Yeah. No, that's it. So the million dollar question is, hey, yeah. how, how do you get ahead of this game? <laughs> how do you predict what, what's going to be? The interesting thing about that is it's all even regional, even like, like what's going to be popular in Quebec um, this year might not be popular in Vermont or in Ontario or in British no. Columbia. It's all different. Quebec, mm, okay. for example, was ahead of the game in Canada on the smoothie sour thing. People were doing it about a year ago. And only in Ontario towards the end of last year did people start really doing it. So like yeah. Quebec actually kicked that off and, and figured that out. So who even knows? Like I wouldn't have even picked Quebec to be the first ones to do it, to be honest, prior to that. Yeah. So like I feel like you just don't even know. And also I guess, you know, usually the trends come from the States and then they'll come up here and they'll hit different areas differently and it's uh it's really tough to to know particularly uh, even like we were saying with the lagers and the pilsners quebec was a little late in the game to get into that but right. did they ever make up for it you know it's it's a beautiful thing to watch so i don't know if there is a way to get ahead of it uh victor i think it's uh it's a tough um it's a tough one but but one thing for sure though in in all sort of food industry i would say in my experience that the beer, uh, the the beer, the craft beer segment, people are willing to try. People are more daring. Yes. The brewers are more daring. Yes. The customers will try it. Uh, you don't see that in, in any other industry. You don't see that in any other segment. You don't see that in the wine or the cheese or they're more traditional, uh, more traditional uh, industries. Beer, you know, constantly, right? Yeah, we'll do a we'll do a gin ale and see what happens. And it's, and people will take yes. it. People will buy. People will like try it. Let's see. Let's, let's see what's going to happen. That's you all don't you have that kind of, it, you, you try and you propose. You don't have that, and the people dispose. Yeah, you don't have that kind of evolution, that kind of growth uh, in in other segments. No, it, it's a beautiful industry to be in. No, you're so right. Um, there seems to be a bit of a culture of innovation with beer too. Like people want to try different things i guess if you think about it compared to wine there's a, a quick turnaround you can you can do a new beer in like you were saying 10 to 14 days 
in wine, you have to wait yeah. a whole harvest season and then you've got to do all, you know, it's like a year or so and it's risking a lot of money where it's like whatever in comparison to do a little crazy right. test beer. It's simple and it's affordable. And even if you think, this is the yeah. way I think it for a drinker. My partner, Tiffany, who's our um, uh, producer for the podcast, she also has a wine and spirits uh, account as well. We work together with these things. So the difference I notice even with her, it's like if she wants to try a new bottle of wine that particularly is from like a small winery, you're looking, you're not going to get that cheaper than $20. You're looking $20, 30 40 $50 to just, yeah. just to see if it's good. Yeah. But what's, yeah. you know... Even for the most expensive cans of beer, you're going to be spending eight, seven, or eight dollars in the high end. Most of them are three yep. to six. So three to six Correct. bucks to see. Yeah, let's see how it is. People will roll the dice. They don't care. Three to what's that? It's not even a coffee. Yep. Like, um, but yeah, in a bottle of wine. It's a different thing. A bottle of gin. That's fifty bucks. And now you go to SAQ. Yep. You can't try it. If you come to the Paul Vier, you can yep. try a little shot. You can test it out. Then you buy a bottle later. But unfortunately, yep. that's not. You can't do that right now. So it's sort of like beer is in a very unique position because people want to continue to drink. Maybe some people are on a lower budget, but they're going to be still interested in trying new things because they can still walk out of there and spend 40 bucks and still walk out with a 10 different beers that are all completely You're different, right. different styles, different breweries. They got, I like this, this, this uh, what's your thing called again? Uh, the Life. The life server? Life saver, definitely damn name. You know, I, I like this. This yeah. looks cool. I'm gonna grab this one. Like and they and it, oh yeah. if they like it, amazing. If they don't like it, oh it's no loss. No. It's I think that's a beautiful position for but, beer and that keeps the industry going. The, the, it, it's nice, it's very hum it's very humbling. It's um it's very grounding. Hmm. It is. But I'd like to give two times a chance for a, a product, especially a beer, because When you drink it, sometimes it's not the right moment. Yeah. And you don't appreciate as well, uh, even if it's the, uh, the cool temperature, you have a good glass. But if you're not with the right people, it's not the right moment in, the, in, the, in your day, in your week. And uh, it's, it's a sweet beer and you like something more refreshing or it's, it's, it's too strong and you didn't have uh, hate yet. Uh, you're late in your supper, it's too late in the evening. It's not because the beer is not good. It's because it's what, it was not right, the right moment to drink that kind of beer. So I'd like to give a second chance sometimes or something at, at first I didn't like it and I retry it. And uh, the, the thing is good with beer is each brew, each batch, we evolve. Mm -hmm. We're always changing. Victorious make adjustments every time. It's a... Uh, He's a maniac. He's a good chemist. Uh, he he always tried to find the perfection. So the the product you, you taste one year ago and this year it's not the same. Mm. Everything's evolved. It's not the same product because the hops uh, of these seasons was not the, the 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 same as the the last year. So everything make it uh, FMI. So yeah. you have a good recipe. You try to stick to it, but you have to to deal with all the ingredients and the, the availability and uh, what's, uh, what's in the air, what's in the water. That's a really good point. I, I very much agree. I think you always get to try something a couple of times. I like to do the same with beer. I would say the same with a restaurant or, or a particular vegetable or something like that. Try it a couple of times and see how you feel. If you don't like it, second try, fair enough. 
but yeah, that's a really good point. Particularly with maybe like a if you're new to beer, like an actual a seasoned beer drinker will know what this is and that's fine. But a newer person, they might be like, what is this flavor? Why does it taste like trees? Why is it like, you know, fruity and bitter? What's going on? They don't really get it, right? So there's like an, a learning curve too. So it's a, it's a really good thing. We have a couple questions for you guys as well. People are uh, People are going in. Uh, Ashley is saying, brewing question from some professionals. Are decoctions something breweries still do during their mash? I'm asking from a curious home brewing perspective. Uh, no, they're not. Um, so historically, and, and, and I, I, I hate to do this, to get back to the two row and the six row. Decoction, uh, decoction and single infusion. Uh, decoction mashing is when you do um you're going to do a step mash you're going to do you're going to start your mashing at uh, 45 degrees celsius and then 55 degrees celsius and then 65 degrees celsius and each step of the way you're working the mash you're preparing the mash the, the enzymes that are going to mix with the protein uh, the starches to do the conversion now historically in germany they, they did the decoction mash because they were using two-row barley malt. If you remember from the lesson uh, about 20 minutes ago, mm -hmm. two-row barley, a lot of starch, not very many, uh, not much protein. Okay. And it's in the protein that contains the enzymes to convert the starch. So because you don't have very much to begin with, you have to do a lot with what you have. And so decoction mash helped the enzymes, helped the protein, convert the starch. In the UK, they did a single infusion with six-row barley, lots of protein, very little, uh, le less starch. Mm. And so you didn't have to do all these mashing steps um, to, to, to get a good conversion. These days, with science, the last 50 years, with malting technology, we're, we're, we're perfecting the malting uh, process so that there's enough protein, the, 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 um, the, the, the starch is well modified, the grain is well modified. So you can do a single infusion uh, mash with two row barley and, and have a very dry, a very well converted uh, mash. Okay. Uh, even in Germany, there's, they're, you know, they're not really doing step infusion, step uh, decoction mashing. Okay. Some are out of, mm. out of tradition, but they don't have to. Okay. I'm I hope that answers your question. Uh, yes, but actually, you know what? You actually answered the question I always had because I, there's a bit of a renaissance I've noticed for brewers in Quebec and in Ontario to do um, pilgrimages to Prague and to Pilsen to go to the Czech Republic. And there's uh, one of my favorite breweries in Toronto is called Godspeed, and they – did a full check thing and they advertised that they did a triple decoction mash. And I never knew what that yeah. was. I just saw it on the thing, but I think they're not doing it because they don't need, they need to, they're doing it for what you said for tradition to make it as close to Pilsner or Ocala as they could. So that yeah. actually, the, the, that's the, a good, good answer. Yeah. So we were, they were doing back in the day, they were doing triple decoction mashes because the quality of the, of the malt wasn't fantastic. Wasn't mm. that great. Uh, and so they had to work it. They had to massage it. They had to, uh, 
you know, get it, get it going. And, and it took a long time in a triple decoction, different temperatures to help the enzymes, to help the acidity. And then finally to do the, to do the, uh, the conversion. And nowadays the, the malt's practically converted. Gotcha. You could do a 20 minute, 20 minute uh, mash and, and the, and the beer's dry. Uh, okay. yeah. You make a comparison with Wagyu beef okay. and a normal beef. It takes a long time and it takes a lot of procedure and a lot uh, rest, uh, uh, to make a Wagyu uh, Japanese beef. But uh, to make a normal beef burger, you just have to wipe out the, the Amazonia forest and uh, let, them, <laughs> let them grow. So. <laughs> I shouldn't really even be laughing because that's terrible, but you are right. Though. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's yeah. probably a good comparison. It's just do you want to do it traditional or not? <laughs> So I think that if you were to do a decoction mash to, with today's malt, the beer would be very dry, very crisp. It wouldn't be anything left. Um, the, the one that I saw, they said they used Czech floor malted barley imported from yeah. the Czech Republic. So from, made, did that yeah. mean that they needed to do it because it's still older school or not really? Nah, not really. Maybe not fancy. really. They're being fancy. Not really. They're yeah. just trying to be yeah. like super so, Get it. Yeah. So, so the malt these days is so well modified that in order to give the beer body and foam, some brewers are actually adding uh, wheat or oats mm. or flavor, uh, you know, to help this malt give a little bit of body. Otherwise, you'd have a very bland, dead beer like, like uh, you know, a blue or a bud, like that are just 100% uh, two-row barley malt. There's not much there, mm. you, you know. Right. Okay. That's a great answer. That was actually really interesting. Thank you. Um, a few more questions. Uh, Veronique uh, says, you get a nice mustache from the, I think that was when we were drinking the foam. You sure do. That is like the foamiest <laughs> beer I've had for a while. I love it. Uh, Daniel Pearson, what up, man? He says, uh, historically a 50 drinker, been draining Amarel pills since last year. Thanks, gentlemen. Look at that. Converted him. Thank I you. I love it. Ooh. And hey, a couple. Uh, this is a good company. It's a good one, right? It's uh, it's perfect. Yeah. So it shows it's a really good gateway beer. Um, it's like a little moment there. <laughs> yeah, right. I love it. Frederick is saying, "Great foam, no more putting salt and tapping on the edge of the glass." And uh, great that you can get beers to your host. The wine bottle are not an obligation, or on his own anymore. I guess you're probably saying instead of bringing wine to a an event when we're allowed to do those again. You can bring yeah. a bunch yeah. of good beers and share them with people, and uh, yeah. it's a it's a whole different, yes. different world with this stuff now, right? Hmm. Um, There's one thing, Craig. So yeah, I, I want to make sure maybe we'll have time to discuss is the process when we we decide to have a beer. Yeah, I just want to make sure that Victor will explain how is it because that's one of the best moments. One thing is to bring your beer at home. But the other thing is to be part of that process, you know, as being a fan, not being an expert, but being part of these processes where we end up with our beer is potentially, is what I would say, the best experience we have. And Victor brought us into that experience. So maybe if we have time, we, we still have maybe three other beers to, to talk about. Oh, yeah, it would be interesting to, yeah. talk, to talk about how is it that we, we came to that and the product and how Victor brought ourselves to, uh, to that experience. So if we have time, I would love to uh, have that discussion. <laughs> I know. I love it. It's amazing. Valerian, you yep. are cheeky. Well, yep. Shall we do the new that, England? Or? That could yes. be a segue into the, into, into the, uh, and into the NAPA, the New England mm. IPA. Yeah. I think, yeah, actually, yeah. No, and if I may, so, just before we go into it, if I may, have, let me add one thing. 
you know what? I said, Let, let's go back to my wife for a moment. I was not able to bring her to be a fan with my IPA, but she was half of a fan. So okay. I said to Victor and Valeria, we need to have something else. I need to have my wife drinking a full IPA because I'm a fan. So okay. that was their next challenge. And this is where this bad boy comes in. This is it. Yes. I think, I think, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. I, I, so the process like that we every my kids, but, <laughs> but this one is one of my favorites. I really like the New England IPA, and I asked Victor to make a good one. And he, he I know it was out of his comfort zone, but uh, I'm very, very proud of this. This actually, this is the the second batch, and this one is really on point. It was on point. I, love, the, I had the first. Batch. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think I think because. you have yep. I think we're having the second batch. Uh, Craig, yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I dropped. Yeah, yeah. dropped for, and for everybody, New, New England as a depot. Yeah, it's like a, a pineapple juice. If you don't shake it before your pineapple juice, you will get crystal clear uh, first glass, and uh, and the last glass of your uh, pineapple juice will be uh, easy. Yes. So you have to. To put it all in the glass. In the glass. Uh, it's the opposite yeah. of, um, say, if you're used to drinking a lambic or one of those beers like that. It's the complete yeah. opposite. Those ones keep the yeast away from it. Do you know what's interesting? I drank yeah. so many New England IPAs. I drank a oh. um, a Durank uh, lambic recently, and I posted it. Someone was like, "Why is it like muddy?" And I'm like, "I don't know. I poured it all in." Like, did you pour in the sediment? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you idiot. What are you doing? <laughs> and I forgot that you're not supposed <laughs> to do that. Because I'm so used to exactly what you said, is making sure that I get it all in there. Yeah, it's like wine when old wine, old Bordeaux. Yes. You're gonna use a decanter, or you're gonna to pour very delicately, so all the the depot will stay in the bottles. Yeah. But with the New England, it's the opposite. You want it. That's the taste. All in and there. that's the hazy. Yes. And uh, in, in our New England, there's no lactose. No lactose? It's uh, not, it's uh, only uh, the lavoine. Uh, uh, yeast? Oh, oats. yeast. Oats. Oh, oh sorry. Levure is yes, yes. That, that yeah. give the, the, the thickness and the haziness of the, the well-balanced. For me, it's, it's one of the best New England IP. And uh, of course it's ours, but... <laughs> Of course. It's no. the best. I, I tried yeah. the last. Uh, <laughs> I, I still do. Uh, every time I, I saw a new one, uh, the grocery store, I buy it. And uh, this one is my, my benchmark. You've got a big hop bill in this one. Too. Uh, Nugget, Mosaic, Eldorado, oh, yeah. Chinook, Cascade, and Citra. So it's a big one. Sorry, I cut somebody off there. Victor? No? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a heavy hitter. Yeah. So you guys Often, decided to uh, if make... I, if... Go on, brother. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Sorry. Craig. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, finish that thought. I was just going to say, like, it's this was the, the next one that you decided to make. I was going to ask why you decided to make this one. So finish, finish what you were saying and then maybe tell us why you guys decided yeah. to follow up your uh, West Coast with a uh, New England. Keep, well, keep going with, with the thought, bro. Yeah, keep. I'm sorry to cut you off. Oh, I, I was at the end of my thought. I was just to say, yeah, it's it's a heavy hitter <laughs> with with the hop, with these hops. I, I find that when you open this beer in a in a, 
in the room, the whole room smells like like yeah. mango and and papaya and these tropical fruits. Yeah. Uh, it's it's an incredible beer. And like Val alluded to, it, it for me it was a challenge because it's a new style. It's a relatively new style of beer. Um, everyone has their their different interpretation. Every brewer has their their way of doing it. Uh, this Napa style is really a celebration of the hop. How can we, and the whole brew, the whole brewing, the whole boiling, the whole fermentation is all about how do we elevate the hop? So all the hops are added after the boil. Right. All the, there's no bitterness. There's no bittering hops. Everything's added at the whirlpool and then in, in, and then in fermentation uh, and lots of hops. Yeah. Um, I know, I know JF uh, hates hearing this from me, but it, it, it I, 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 I go to tears because there's more money in the hops than there is in anything else in this beer. It's most beers, the most expensive ingredients is the malt, right. not here. No. And it almost double, <laughs> almost, like it's, it's, it's sick. Yeah. But it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> it's unfortunate, but I guess with this style, it's, uh, yeah, you got to go big or, or go home. Yeah. Not oh, opting yeah. for right. the wallet. But you know what? I think that the uh, the consumer is now educated enough about this style that they're willing to spend what it takes, Correct. you know, to, to get a beer that tastes like this. Because to make it taste like this, it's cost money. So it is what it is, you know. It's it, yeah. it and it's and it's so new and it's not something that we we when I went to his brewing school in, in Scotland, these beers did not exist. No. And to have told someone back then, yeah, we're gonna make a beer where we're gonna dump all the hops uh, in the fermenter at cold temperature, they would have thought you were crazy. <laughs> it is a, a strange <laughs> process. Um, historically, yeah, look, when you look think at about the, it. Oh yeah, this What's is that in the, comparison the to Pilsner. It? That's the Pils. And that's the New England. Like, you, you see the aziness and the yeah. thickness. It's it's this is like a Beaujolais and this is like a Shiraz. Shiraz, I was gonna say Syrah or something. Yeah. No, it's totally a different vibe. But Isabel is just saying love the aroma of the New England IPA, so fresh. Hell yeah. Um so follow the same question as the other beers. So now this is beer number four. Uh JF, when was this one dropping? When did it come out? Do you remember? September. Yep, September okay. twenty twenty. So there was a bit of a gap yep. between beer three and four then. Probably like six yes, months from what it sounds correct. like. Okay, beautiful. So yep. I think, I, yeah, I got the first yep. batch of this one. I think it must have been September then. Um, uh, yeah. Will you gentlemen excuse me for a second? Absolutely, yeah. I think I think the telephone in my office is ringing. <laughs> I, know the, I know the vibes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That was slick. No one's ever done that before. So, so again, like, like I've just mentioned, in fact, it, yes, my wife, Going back to my wife, was in love with that beer, and she yeah. not only she loves it, and she can drink a full can right now, which was a big win for me because I do like IPA. But <laughs> over over that, there was an idea behind why bringing a New England IPA was to put to put the table on for the next beer, and we'll talk about it later on. But there was an idea before. Not yes, we, we want to have a New England IPA, but we had in mind the, the next product in line. So mm. this is why. It happened in September, but close in October was our fifth 
fifth product that just uh, came out. So, but right. that being mm-hmm. said, I'd, I'd like to hear a bit more about your feedback. Uh, and, and you know, I know you you had more than you had some new angle IP in your life. So, what are your first uh, thoughts about uh, ours? Yes, yeah, so like it's you to, you to yeah for sure. So you went with the opaque as opposed to like the milky haze, which is usually a style like yeah. a visual choice. The head is uh, awesome, that big sort of foamy head that kind of keeps the aroma around. Super tropical fruit. Yeah. You got a really good hop bill with uh, a lot of tropical hops like Mosaic El Dorado, Citra, those ones specifically are, are super aromatic. Um, yeah. There's definitely, as you're saying, there's no bitterness in this one. Nope. Um, tons of tropical fruit flavor, nice mouthfeel. It's a nice, um, I feel like it's a, just like it's, it's on brand for Amaral because I think this is like an, an approachable New England IPA. Some of the stuff that like the more, I would just say like extreme ones yes. might be a little yeah. off-putting and they don't distribute so well on first thing as well, but also, well, they can, but they get, they're a little more precious, but they might be a little too scary. You guys, from what I can tell now, four beers in with a couple to go, I feel like you guys are really have ways to convert people from macros into craft beer so if you went to if you guys did some sort of really crazy extreme thing like you said with lactose or some other stuff it just wouldn't make sense for the brand i think what this is a solid new england ipa to introduce the style to people who've never uh, heard of it before it's it it's this the least scary type of ipa like you were saying because if your wife doesn't like the bitter stuff you can give this to someone they're gonna be like oh wow like this is why do they taste like this is the number one style that I would say I convert my non-beer drinking friends to, to beer with more so than say a Pilsner because that to them is their dad's beer or whatever because it's still the same thing just better but this yep. this, yeah. this is like you give this to a white wine drinker they lose their mind so I really think this would be a, this is a good converter beer for um, for drinkers who might be into your Pilsner, like the gentleman before saying he was a, a 50 drinker and now he drinks Amarel Pilsner and he loves it. So yeah. then, you know, he likes the brand and he might be like, yo, what's this burgundy can here? Let me grab this one. And then be like, wow, it's not bitter. It's not all those things that are, are scary about beer. So I think this is important to have a, a beer like this in the lineup for sure. It's super solid, man. You guys, uh, I can see Thanks. why you're super happy with it. It's a nice uh, ABV as well. So I'm looking here, six point four. So it's not, you know, it's not too much. It's uh, someone, someone said James said a ladies' IPA. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if that's supposed to be a bad thing or anything, but this is it's a good name. It's a yeah, good name. if it's ladies' IPA, people, yeah, you know. And Natasha saying it's a very appro- it's a very approachable beer. It's very um, it's eventful, yeah. but it's not obtrusive. No, no, no. Uh, it's yep. well made. It's well constructed. Uh, someone who likes that style will say, "Yeah, it's it's good." And like uh, like Greg, you're saying, someone who's uh, new to it will say, "Okay, I, I can drink this. This is quite yes. nice." Yeah, I think it will. Uh, it's a it's the time. Mm-hmm. Like if you're going for the like the real like people who like the extreme real like high part to get stuff, they might it might not be in their lane because it's a little more on the approachable side. Which is a see, look, here you go, Natasha's saying exactly the New England made me like an IPA, which is awesome. Yeah. But like I say, like if you guys came out with some crazy stuff, it just wouldn't it wouldn't match the brand. It just wouldn't make any sense for you. So this is the the right. perfect one because she didn't like. I remember she was telling me it was never her thing. Um, 
she came into working with you guys and not knowing a lot about beer. And then yeah. this was the one beer she was telling me a lot about because it, was, it impressed her so much as far as like getting her taste buds up onto, you know, a new style. And like the one thing in beer, and I say this a, a bunch, and I feel like the, the gateway beers do not get the credit that they deserve because gateway beers are the ones that are growing the industry. Mm-hmm. If it isn't for beers like these, then the industry is stagnant. It's not going to grow. This is how you get the new folks coming in from the macros coming, you know, maybe yep. they'll try the pills though. They'll be like, Oh, I like gin, gin ale. Cool. And they'll try it. It's a novelty. But like, yep. when you have something like this, it's, it's just so easy to drink and it's fruity and it's, you know, it, it, it's going to yep. start keep, they're going to be, wow, all of these beers are really good. Like that is what grows the scene and all the other breweries benefit from that. It's a, uh, you know, And 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 the craft craft segment is the only segment in in beer that's that's growing. Yes, correct. And it's it's growing because people who weren't drinking it are drinking it, and they're finding things that are interesting that are drinkable. Uh, Yeah, yeah, man. No, it's it's really good. So I wanted to know why did you guys? So was the reason that you went for this beer fourth because of JF, your your wife, and just trying to hey guys, let's make something that's. That's like you know they can they can convince her to do it or or was it more uh, just you guys like New England? There was ideas? another reason. Oh yeah, tell me, talk to me. There was there was another reason yeah. because I I wanted to revisit the Janelle okay. and to twist it a little bit with the note of uh, agrum uh, agrum uh, uh, citrus and yeah. uh, tropical note. Tropical note, uh, like uh, grapefruit and uh, um, pineapples, goes very well with gin. So let's say, why don't we use the, the same hops that we use in the New England and add it w- in our uh, 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 botanicals of the Janelle and make a gin IPA? Yeah, we're moving right ahead. I love it. Yes. So that beer, that was the one, that's kind of what I thought you were doing. I was like, oh, they made a gin ale. And I think I saw that can second. So I hadn't seen these other ones before. And I was like, all right, gin ale, gin IPA. That makes sense. Of course you would do that. And then I, was, I, then I think I just assumed everything was gin. I didn't even look. And then as I was drinking them, I was like, hang on, this doesn't taste like gin. I'm like, oh, shit, okay. So it's just that one beer was the other gin beer. And then the rest of these are just quality beers that stand on their own um you know which is which is super dope frederick's just saying coming back to that says strangely as an a new ipa customer i found the amaral new england ipa less bitter than the ipa so that's that's basically yeah, what it is for it is it's and it and it is yes yeah. he's he's he's, he's, he's uh, bang okay. on but it's not strange yeah. because this style like stylistically bjcp should not have really any bitterness in it Whereas a West Coast yeah. IPA is yeah. bitter as hell. That's the point. Yeah, all, all the bitterness from the from the Napa is coming po- post kettle. Correct, and it, I mean, yeah. there's like some some New Englands have nothing. Some have like a touch. Depends on the brewer and how you decide to do it. But typically, you're not going to find any bitterness in a true New England IPA anyway. And this one, and I it's deceptive. You think there is because it's so aromatic. There's so many hop mm. flavors and aromas. Yeah. Your your mind your brain tells you there, there's bitterness, but there's not. But there's not. No. <laughs> I, I, am I detecting any bitterness in this one? I, I I can't actually detect any, so I'm pretty sure there's none, right? Yeah. There's there, there's none. There's nothing. Okay. I think there, there's no there's no. Th- yeah. There's no hops added. 
uh, above. Um, I should, I should, these are corporate secrets. Okay. There's so no hops added in the in the in the kettle. <laughs> no, that's fine. Since since Val, you just we, we actually, and Craig, we, yeah. I know that Valeria just. Don't oh, I was about to say because he because Valerian cracked the I, the gin IPA. Do you want to move? Oh, there he goes. He'll be back in a second. Did you want to? His phone. His phone was ringing. Yeah, it's like yeah, right. His phone was yeah. <laughs> been ringing all night. His wife said, "You took all the IPA with you." <laughs> yeah. it's like you better bring some home. Uh, yes, the wife. We do we do great beers, but Wi-Fi sucks. That's, that's the thing. That's a problem. <laughs> um, did you want to jump into the gin IPA? Um, since yeah, 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 I see time flies, and they, they, we have two great beers to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Because we, does. with the gin IPA, we we bring back our ADM, mm -hmm. our genetics uh, profile. I'm I'm a gin. I'm a spirit guy and a strong uh, alcohol, mm -hmm. and, uh, and it's. It's Crazy. a niche that we want to uh, explore with Amiral. With, uh, yes, and returning to Janelle, it was a bit of a cleanser uh, for the time. A natural. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'll do the same. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, Val. Keep talking. I cut so, you off. Uh, yeah. Val, yeah. So, yeah. After drinking it uh, and the uh, R&D, we, we, uh, we, we, we go to the conclusion that it's the best of both worlds. You have the taste of gin. Yep. And you have the uh, all the aroma and uh, all the tropical notes of uh, the hops, so uh, it's uh, it's a really good. We we could call it a gin New England IPA because it's more uh, influenced by uh, okay. the New England uh, style of IPA. But uh, I was about to ask, is it like a West Coast or is it is it bitter at all or is it kind of more on the on the tropical? It's more on tropical. It's very, uh, tropical. It's tropical. Okay, sick. Yeah. yeah. Nice. See, it's not. I feel like it's. Is it? Is there less botanicals than the Janelle? Because I feel like. I mean, I've got a pour no, it, but all the same botanicals. Same. Same volume. But uh, uh, yes, and added to the the, the hops uh, uh, that we use in the New England IPA. So oh, we yeah. share the same hops. And we added the, some of the hops that we use in the Janelles too. Okay. So we there's more hops in the new and the Jan IP than in the new England IP. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Um, so it's already looking kind of more like the New England. You're right. Like it's not looking that orange color. It's like more of that. Uh, no, it's of, actually it's, just, it's like in between. In between. Okay. And my uh, my, my yeah. inspiration was a uh, uh, citrus gin. There's a lot of gin. There's a grapefruit gin, uh, citrus, uh, uh, orange, Sevilla orange, like uh, a beef eater making one, uh, tankery making one. Uh, it's uh, now okay. it's a trend. Yes, the yes, gin I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You say uh, there's a citrus notes. Even the SAQ make a good works, uh, and the the. Um, they put the uh, la palette the the saveur, okay, like the little tasting on, on the, like the, like the, they do it. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, tasting notes uh, like they do it with wines. They do that uh, with gin. So now you can do that with with beer. Right. So in in Depeneurs or in yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, Tiffany's like yeah. She's like yeah. Let me sip that first. 
She's like, loves it. She is first time you, you try it? No, yeah. I, I she just checked. First time you try it? Okay? Not this one. No, I had yeah, this okay. one before, but it was, granted, it was like yeah. October, November, so I think. Cheers, okay. Bells. Okay. Um, Cheers. The first time for me was the the West Coast and the next beer we're going to do with the two because I guess I didn't get okay. When I last time I got it, you guys were still working on the, um, the beer. Yeah, see, this is great. You're right. This yeah. definitely reminds me of the New England. Looking at the color. This is the West Coast. Yeah. Yes. You're right. It's not. It's like a little lighter, but it's probably a little darker than the New England. That's uh, and there's the New England. Yeah, slightly darker, not much though. Interesting. This is really fascinating to see them all because obviously I just had them one at a time. I didn't get to crack all six at once. So this is uh, really interesting to see them all side by side. Um, we we do this every week, <laughs> as you should. <laughs> R and D, right? <laughs> Quality control. <laughs> yeah. So, so now you have yep, you having the best of both worlds. Yes, this is how we call it: best of both worlds. I love it. Anything? Now, yes. Anything? Yeah. Go on. Yeah, I was asking Vicky if oh. he has anything to add to to that uh, that beer that uh, we we've asked him. This is nice. no, I, I think you guys said it all. It's it's a it's a nice blend of uh, both inspirations. Um, I have to say on, on the production end, it was probably one of the easier beers to do because mm -hmm. we didn't have to go out into the market or to, um, you know, find inspiration. Mm. We had it here in house. Right. So okay. Listen, Hey, we like this. We like this. What, what can we do that, 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 that marries these two styles that, that we've created the Janelle and the, uh, and the, the, uh, you know, IPA type of, beer and says let's do something yeah, okay sure that's that's uh that's doable you know, okay when we start yeah, the talking about the Ramel or the napa these were difficult beers to to produce the right. gin ipa yeah the gin yeah, okay, the challenge was to balance yeah all the ingredients yeah it's got the same i'm just saying here the same botanicals in both yeah, yeah. the same is, Yes, right but these are the the typical botanicals that you use in the Making of a dry gin, let's say okay. by like a tankery, a beef eater, or a Gordon, it's the typical botanicals uh, that we use to make dry gin. Gotcha. Historical. It, it works exceptionally well. Like the tropical yeah. fruit, like you said, the citrusy tropical notes of the hops from the, they're basically the same as the New England with addition of Halatower, according to the back then, yeah. and then those gin botanicals that just give it that like even just burping it up it's got like such a nice flavor when you're burping it. i love that um and, and it just yeah. it's a perfect match yeah like it, it blends what, what garnish you put on your gin tonic uh uh lime lime or citrus or mm -hmm. sometimes orange or grapefruit so it's a it's a All perfect match so well uh, so like victor said yeah. it was easy to make it just a little challenge to balance all the ingredients to make it very Amazing. perfect. Yeah. But perfect I, for us, but uh, no perfect <laughs> for uh, all the people. But, uh, the, the sales are good. That was, uh, was going to be my next question. Actually, Frederick says, I hate to say it, but the gin IPA has me confused. I don't want to like it more than I love the gin ale. Hey, it's okay, man. It's okay. <laughs> it's, I actually think I, I like this even more because it's got such, it's such a, once again, you guys are really doing the, like particularly this and the, and the, the gin ale with the botanicals. It's such a unique 
way to put it all together. And this works. Yep. In, it's just so smooth and it's not overwhelming in either direction. It's a little more subtle, I would argue. Is that accurate? Than the Janelle as far as the Gin Botanicals. Like this is a little, while it's the same one and it's the same volume, maybe that the increased volume of hops kind of balance it out. Like what you were saying as well, uh, Valeria, with the citrus, it kind of just all mixes together and kind of tones it slightly down. So there's like, it's almost like the gin out. It's like you took the gin out and then you took the New England and blended them in the glass is kind of what this tastes like. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why the, okay. the, the, that, the recipe is good. So. Mm. The, you said that people are liking it. So this was beer number five. How did people respond to this one? Because it's now a throwback to your first product that you're known for. Um, how how were the entrepreneurs and the drinkers? How did that go? I think that uh, Frederick Frederick's comment, I think, really really brings it in. I, yeah. The, people were liking Janelle, and now Gen IPA, I think, was something really interesting. And oh, what about my Janelle right now? Which one do I prefer? And in mm. fact, if I if I stick and if I look to the, our sales right now, they are both head to head. Gen and Gen IPA are probably the two best products that we sell right now. And people are maybe not, they, if they buy one, I think they'll buy the other one also. So uh, the, the answer so far, the Gen IPA was really the best. And to be honest, I'll, I'll go back because in our dream, the next beer in line after the Janelle was the Gen IPA. We decided to wait to bring the pills, the IPA, and the NEPA before, but in our in our mind, the Gin IPA had to come. It was just to find the proper mix, and we find it with the NEPA. So uh, honestly, consumer responds pretty well, and in fact, as of now, they are head to head in terms of sales right now. That's very cool, and it makes yeah. sense though because it's bringing it back, and and now people get to have a second beer with that same level of, cause you know, I've seen gin beers with gin stuff in it before, but it's usually quite subtle. Yep. It's not this forward. So that now they've got the same people who have made like the original gin ale are coming back yep. with this IPA. They're like, Oh wow, this is going to be definitely going to be different. It's like your brand recognition is there. And they've been able to just tie those two together like really easily. Yeah. And there's no way you'd buy it, particularly yeah. if, you, if you'd seen these for the first time and you're like, well, yep. there's the black can. But then there's the white can. They both have gin. And I like that you've made the black and white too for both of them, which is like perfect. Yeah, this was made in purpose. I'm All a right. black and white guy. Yin and yang. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I, I think this, the, the gin IP solidifies the brand. It solidifies yeah. Amiral. Yeah. It, it, uh, it codifies it. Yeah. I, I actually agree. And I'm sitting here looking at the, the five cans we've done so far side by side. And one thing I've always, I'm big, we, my partner and I also have a social media agency that we run. So we're always looking at marketing. We're thinking about things like that. And one thing I really love about beer is when they have like the color block. This is burgundy and then this is green. And if you see them on a shelf, you've got this rainbow of colors with a similar design yeah. in the front. And it just like, it pops and you're just like, what's this? And it draws the yeah. eye. It's not overly colorful. There's not 17 different colors on here. It's just, you're right. you know, and I, I really think that is... Um, that's great for branding because you have to stand out now on shelves that are getting busier and busier. Yeah. You know, here in Quebec, the scene is really, really, um, yeah. there's a lot of amazing products. There's so. a lot of good hard work. Now, beer can, beer bottles, it's not hard 
I like to. My wife don't like that, but <laughs> I keep it all. It's, <laughs> it's, there's so much work of a largest, mm. but for me, it's also a business. You yes. have to sell, tell the customer what is the product. So if I show you a Van Gogh on a can, what to tell you? You don't know if it's a beer or if it's a, a, a Perrier, a new flavor or something. You don't know. But if it's in the, the microbrewery area, you you believe that's a beer, but uh, you have some time to search uh, what kind of beer. It's very uh, niche, very geek. Uh, I respect that. It's, 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 it's kind of work, but for us, uh, I want to hit mainstream. I want to ma make accessible product. Mm. I want to uh, join everybody on yes. all the planet, all the culture. You drink beer, try mine. It's good. So let's discuss. Let's try and uh, to make evolve the the, the the scenery, and that's why we we evolve in the making the new beer, uh, and I bring it the rum hell. <laughs> oh, the brand new one! Look at him. Yeah, are, yeah. are we ready for that? Are we really are ready, ready for that? that? Are you ready for that? I'm scared, but I, if you guys say go, we challenge ourselves with this one. But we yeah. really challenge ourselves. Sit back, relax. It, it, yeah. it depends, Craig. It's so, about three to ten. Yeah. So it's your it's your call. It's three to ten. So if you want us to to go a bit later on, it's your call. We'll follow. But uh, we can so crack them all now the because we can just go between all the beers. It's it's no problem. I'm yeah. I'm down. Let's okay. go. You want to grab the last one? Thank you. So I was gonna ask then. Actually, do you know what? Talk about the Rumel. Then I want to come back to the branding because I didn't get to ask about the branding. Correct. Right. Yep, sure yep. But then tell us about this rum ale. So this was your uh, latest beer, and this came out in November, I believe. Is that correct? Yep. No, no, yes, December. Exactly. Yeah, cool, yeah. December, December Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Yep. Yeah, for Christmas, yes. yeah. Uh, thank you very much. And um, so my understanding, this is 7.3%. Is this yep. a, it's a rum ale, but it's like what people would know as a scotch ale, but – a rum yes. version. Is that right? No. I see Victor shaking his head. No. no. It's not. Yes, uh, please correct but, me because that was my assumption, but I'd love to know. There's similitude because it's a it's a sweet, strong beer. Mm -hmm. It's uh there's no uh no bitterness, uh, not too much bitterness in this. Okay. But uh we wanted to challenge yourself to say what is a rum? Okay. It's made for sugar can. Yes. So let's use molasses from sugar can. Okay. Yeah, and what do you add some uh, to taste it like a rum, and instead of putting rum in the beer, we go. We're gonna use the spice that we use in the spice rum. So we use vanilla, yeah, uh, clove. Um, help me, Victor. We, uh, cinnamon, use cinnamon, yeah, and uh, uh, nutmeg. Okay. Muscad, muscad. Okay. So this was difficult to balance the right amount of sugar and uh, the right amount of spice, the right amount of vanilla, but vanilla very strong. And uh, we, we use good ingredients. We, are, not, we don't have to put a lot of ingredients. Okay. But this, to, to reach the perfect balance, it was really difficult. Okay. So, so it's... Yeah, it, talk it, to me. Go ahead, Frank. No, I was going to say, can you just break it down a little bit? So that's the ingredient. So if you were trying to describe this to somebody or what 
what you what were you trying to achieve with this specific beer? Yeah. The Christmas beer. Oh, Victor. Victor. Christmas go, go ahead, Victor. It, it, yeah, I was I was gonna say that it's a it's a very okay. warm beer, a warming beer. Okay. You've got the high the high alcohol. You're not drinking many of these. No. And sort of like with, with the rum, the spice rum experience, you're gonna linger with it, you're gonna stay with it. This beer is, is uh, sort of designed, it's not a quick, fast, quick, uh, you know, quenching beer. Right. You're going to sit with it and enjoy it. The, the, the alcohol content demands this. It's 7.3%. Okay. You have this sweet sensation. It's, it's, a, it's a dry beer, but you have these flavor congeners that, that, that are reminiscent of sweet. Mm-hmm. And that, this is coming from the, um, from the molasses. It's mm-hmm. fermented with molasses. Okay. You have this liquoring experience that the spiced rum flavors are are contributing. Uh, okay. It's not a balanced beer. It's just an eventful wow moment. Uh, you have to imagine that you're next to a fire uh, in a warm setting, and and you're 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 uh, sipping this beer. It's a sipping beer. Okay. So it's supposed to be. Well, a I've been to Jamaica a few times, and. I can imagine myself uh, being sit uh, on the beach mm. uh, near the bar and drinking uh, rum, yeah, ale under the sun. So yeah. when we were developing when we were developing this beer, we we got uh, our favorite spiced rums. Okay, and we went with yes. the nose. We said, okay, this is the this is the nose that we're trying to copy. We, we want this aroma. And when we created it, we got the we we went back to those 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 uh, rums and we compared. Say yes, we we got it. We, you you blindfolded if you if you smelt this rum ale, you'd say yeah, you're you're smelling spiced rum. Gotcha. Which I'm definitely getting. And when you're on. tasting it, you have this, yeah, yeah. And so we're it's it, this is a nice way to end the series. I like this it. blast. It yeah. also just hit me as well, like you've, you've sort of, because this seems to be a, a style that's not ex- really existing, again, just like nope. the Janelle, is that correct? Yeah. Yes, that's correct. Right. correct. So you guys, do, you guys yeah. do it your own way, right? I love that. You guys uh, just like come up with something. I mean, that's fascinating. That doesn't happen too often, I would say, you know, like it's not like many breweries mm. just make shit up and do their own, you know, kind of style here. This is like I don't think I've had anything like this before. Like it's hard no, to even like comprehend yeah. <laughs> how to approach it, which is an interesting <laughs> yeah. feeling. You know what I'm saying? Because you're yeah. trying this beer, I'm like, what? Yeah. You look for a frame of reference. That's why I'm saying, okay, so what is it? Is it supposed to be a Scotch ale? Is it like, what is this? And I'm like, and then you, cool. you don't really have that. You're like, I'm inspired by rum, and I want it to feel like a bunch of. I'm like, fuck. All right, okay. Yeah. And it's like and, and we got to soak was, up this information. It, it, it's cool intentionally not too much carbonation we didn't okay. we didn't want the yes. carbonation to burn the tongue we okay. want it to be smooth milky warm loving um mm. i yes. yes okay so specifically made as a christmas kind of holiday beer obviously <laughs> bless you the, the the weather hasn't changed so it's you know still the perfect time for this you know a boozier I mean, at least, you know, 7.3. This is the strongest in your lineup. Is that correct? Yeah. Yep. That, that yes. is correct. Yep. You're right. Okay. 
So it's a it's oh man. This is such a unique experience. This is really interesting. This is cool, guys. Um, and even just those type of spices, like it's uh, you've just continually created something that's just so unique. It's, uh, it, and for me, working as in a bar and a cocktail, and I have a a lot of barmen working in my. Um, Uh, my uh, my pub and my bar because I own three pub, okay. uh, three, two pubs and one bar, and uh, I, j'ai vraiment out. Uh, I'm very impatient to uh, see the 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 reopening of uh, all my establishment to to experiment this as a cocktail beer because we we can use beer now in cocktails and mm. make them bring it and at the next levels. And imagination is this is the the only uh, limit you have. Yeah. What you would you stuck put, yourself at this? Yeah. What What would you think? You, you can add. What? Yeah, I was just saying, like as soon as you said cocktail beer, I was like, this makes more sense yeah. to me now. This feels like something that's perfect for a cocktail. Yeah. That is genius. What would you um, like? What would you do? I, I used to. Two can to make a pitcher like a sangria, but instead of using wine, I use mm -hmm. uh, ramel and uh, put the fruit juice and fruit in it. Uh, or uh, I don't know, uh, with, uh, what, what kind of cocktail, maybe a, a beer mojito with it, uh, something with more uh, mint and, uh, Ooh, okay. instead of using, uh, yeah. Uh, Man, that's just so fascinating. I don't know. It, it's like, it's so nice to have an experience in beer when you've sort of had all different type of stuff and then you have something and I'm like almost stumped. I just don't, like, I'm like, what is this? What am I, what, what am I dealing with here? It's like, it's very cool to try and understand this almost new, unique type of beer that's not doing anything but being its own thing. I really, I appreciate that, uh, the way you guys approach this beer. It's very, very cool and very different at a time when most people don't really want to be too different. It's great. I really like it. Yes. Big ups. Frederick is saying, my best day of 2020. I had the chance to get my first taste of the rum ale with Victor and JF. Thank you for dessert, guys. <laughs> Thank you. Cheers. It's nice. Cheers, bro. And James is saying, four pirates. It yeah, is for pirates. it is. So, speaking of It's that. It's a treasure. Yeah. <laughs> so your brand. That's why. Go yes. for it, man. Go for it. Yeah, tell us about the branding. Talk to me. That's why we use a we use a, a boat for every kind of beer, and we try to match the boat uh, that fits right to the beer. Okay. In that case, it was a no-brainer that we use a, 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 a boat like uh, the Pirate of Caribbean, Caribbean pirate uh, boat uh, that the uh, the big uh, the big voile. Uh, oh, sails, uh, sails. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was yeah, a no-brainer yeah. in. in And is that, every boat is the yeah, yeah. there's all different the, boats. I just noticed they're all different. Yeah, we start we start with the cargo, the cargo uh, okay. that uh, for the Janelle because my inspiration was every ingredient that you used to make a gin came from all of the planet. Let's say the 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 uh, the, the clothes came from uh, uh, Indonesia. The juniper berries come from Sicily or uh, East Europe, and yeah, uh, the citrus came from Spain, and uh, yes, other uh, spice came from. So everything came from from boat, and and uh, 
the avid drinker of gin was a sailor. Right. <laughs> and a white IPA. It's in the it's in the Dali Okay. And this is Paul Arbor. Yeah, yeah. Every uh, every continent, every uh, city has an arbor, and where you find good bars, it's it's there. So uh, for me, okay. it was a good a good call to use all the uh, the cold from uh, nautical marin and the the life servers was a uh, a thing to to. to uh, Security things you get the New England now, right? Okay, yeah, so that's the that's the rowing boat that you would find in Boston. Yeah, New England, Yale, Boston. Yo, why the plane? Why is there a plane on this one? Because you have some lakes that you cannot. Go there uh, completely uh, autrement que par uh, plane. Gotcha. So if you want to go plane, but it's a plane that goes on lakes. Gotcha. Oh, yeah, of course, a seaplane. All right. And then this is uh, like a, yeah, yeah, a seaplane. Um, James Bond type of boat. That James Bond, like a speedboat yeah. or something? Yeah, because that's the James Bond speedboat from one. The Spy Who Loved Me. Okay. Exactly. That's so funny because uh, James Bond was a gin drinker. Her martini was not with was, vodka, but gin. It was a gin one. Okay, so that makes sense for that. And then, of course, the pirate because pirates drink rum, spiced rum, traveling around the world. The Pilsner is drinking beer, so we have a uh, petit voilier. Yeah, like a yeah, like a sailboat. I don't know what do you call that? Yeah, because uh, Pils Pilsner is from a lake in Czechoslovakia. That uh, you don't have motor uh, boat, you have a wind boat. Yeah. yeah, like a sailboat is what I can think of. Exactly. Okay, so all the individual parts of the label are really thought through to 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 tie into the beer and the theme and what's in the can and stuff. That's dope. That's correct. We try to content. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Concept. That's fascinating. Too many thinking. <laughs> Not, hey, never too much thinking. No, I really think that's super cool. And on top of that, you got the color blocking. Now, you said, um, Victor, you just mentioned before that this is like the last beer in the series. Is that, does that mean that this specific series will, that, that'll be it of these and you just repeat these six? Are they going to be different other things that you guys are doing or have you, is that too, too much of a deep question for now? No, it's not. It's no. not too deep. Um, we're we're working on uh, some new developments uh, yep. in the same in the same theme. I I I, I can't divulge, of course, but uh, something very interesting is coming this spring. Um, again, out of the box. Uh, wow. Uh, yeah. Okay, I love it. I think that's. Yeah, uh, always with a botanical theme, um, but but yeah. Uh, okay. We'll keep, 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 we, keep, like stay tuned. Everybody stay, to, to be to be continued. Okay. Our goal is to uh, bring the the fun that we have to make the beer to the people at uh, the same to drink it. 
Okay. Pas ça se dit comme il faut, mais on veut que les gens aient autant de fun à boire nos bières qu'on en a à les faire. Beauty. So then, that makes complete sense. So then, with these six, are they going to be continually available or are some of these, um, you know, limited time? Like, say, for example, this is a holiday beer. Will it just come back in holidays? Like, what's the thinking around all of that? As of now, oh, I think... the six beers that we have will be there on a permanent basis. Okay. That, that's what we have in our mind. Will we have special beer, a special time? Mm -hmm. Yep, it might happen. As of now, the six beers that we, we had tonight are going to be there, unless consumers decided not for us to have. But if not, we do believe that these six beers are there on a permanent okay. basis. Okay, that's great. Yeah. I love oh, that. Yeah. Yep. E even the um, I, I, even the rum ale during like summertime and yep. stuff, yeah, because it can still work. You know like what? You're yeah. saying, Jamaica, right? Uh, yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. a good question. <laughs> yeah, in, in our mind, it could be a yeah, 12 month period. Yeah, yeah, that's what we think. Hey, and I have a question for you, Craig. Yeah, you man. spoke about Ontario, else of Canada. Which of our beers would you would you say would have a good chance to hit the market out of Quebec? Probably him, because yeah. This yep. now I've had all six back to back, and like I said, two of these for the first time. I would yep. say that my favorite would be this and this. This because the uh, sorry, I'm saying this like I forget that we have audio listeners. Um, I'm saying the gin IPA, yep. the white can, would be one that would probably do well in Canada because it has a best of both worlds. It has really it has more gin botanicals than any other real gin beer that you would try. Um, it's yep. super authentic because of the background of you know the Valerian's pubs and all that type of stuff. But it also has the softness and the fruitiness of the New England, which is also fantastic. But this, I think, you would have better luck out of province with this beer because it stands out in the market more. And uh, this was the green one, which is the uh, the West Coast IPA, was my other favorite. But that was because I really don't drink that style enough and whenever i have a west coast ipa i'm always pleasantly surprised I'm like man i'm gonna drink these yeah. damn things more you know so like that was the one i had the strongest reaction to until i had this one so aside from the like dead serious i remember when i had the gin ale i got the bottle so i remember i spoke to someone in the company who sent me out some bottles uh in 2017 which was i'm very excited to try that because this was all that was you you are the man um and i remember People, I had friends, and one of my, I specifically remember my friend in Detroit was asking me for it. Uh, I think when I went down there, I brought some for him specifically. It was a beer that, like, when I was trading, and I was super new to, you know, trading Quebec beers for Ontario, we were going there a lot, so I'd either post them to people or bring them out. And people were specifically requesting the gin out because they were, it blew people's minds. Um, the beer is just so, it's so unique, and it's such a, a great product that yep. you know there's not anything like it if you bring that to somewhere else it's not like they can go to the next brewery and get a beer just like it that's the thing the new yeah. england you can get this this is a great beer and it's great you know what i'm saying but you can go to any brewery and yeah. get a new england ipa but you cannot that's get correct. a gin ale and you cannot get a gin no. ipa i think for market penetration you guys would would definitely benefit from that and i think there would be genuine interest because i was saying to a few people recently And tell me what you guys think of this. In Quebec, Montreal, we're very blessed, right? We live, you know, two hours from Ottawa. 
two and a half hours from Quebec City, five and a half from Toronto, Quebec, two hours yeah. from Burlington, Vermont. I think Montreal is one of the best situated cities in Canada as oh, far yeah. as access. Say beer alone. I mean, obviously the beauty of, of all these places, but say this beer. Yeah. All the best beer, mm-hmm. I think, is in all of these places. Um, now that a lot of Quebec folks, they would drink a lot of local beer and then they would go to Vermont once mm-hmm. a month, whatever, and go and buy a Vermont beer. Now you can't do that. So where are they looking Correct. to get beer that they can definitely still get? I think they're looking at Ontario and I think Ontario is looking at us. So I think there is a large opportunity now for breweries to tap into each of the province, both Ontario to here and Quebec breweries into Ontario drinkers because it's exciting. It's accessible to a degree. Yeah. They could, they could yeah. trade with somebody um, when it's a little safer, say over the summer. I imagine the U.S. border will still be closed. Driving to B.C. is hella far. Driving to Halifax is still 18, 20 hours. But that five and a half hour thing straight to uh, you know Toronto, Montreal, it's doable. And, and people will be searching out products like this. So yeah. I've, yeah. I, I think if you put one beer into, say, the LCBO or something like that, this one would get people yep. being like, right, be- what else did they do? What, what did you guys think you would do if, uh, if you would expand? <laughs> which which Thanks, beer? Yeah. Good no, no problem. <laughs> which, which beer do you yeah. guys, which beer would you guys have thought would do the best? Oh, no, which question, but, yeah. but definitely uh, some of the niche uh, that we have, Janelle, Jan IP, and now the Ramel. Yeah. These uh, are very uh, unique. And uh, I think uh, if we bring a New England IPA in Vermont, in Vermont it's uh, <laughs> we have a lot to compete. You uh, can get it uh, everywhere has them, right? It's not sure. as, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. And, and uh, Boreal did a great job uh, with the Nord-Est. And uh, uh, now we got some a lot of breweries from Quebec that specialize. Messorem, uh, Bocanada, uh, pour pas les nommer, Cinquième Baron. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of breweries that make very, very good uh, New England IPA. So uh, I think it's uh, important to find something that makes you unique and Try to uh, evolve and uh, constantly uh, challenge yourself to make uh, something better and uh, reinvent yourself. Yeah. Don't don't be. Uh, it's it take a lot of humility to to uh, try something new and to bring it to market and yeah. wait till the client still to rebuy it. Yeah, it's easy to to draw something and and, and uh, brew something to put it in the can, but if the clients well, don't uh, rebuy it. See, it's yeah. They they decide. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Frederick is saying the gin ale. I guess he's saying that in in response to which beer <laughs> should go out. Of course. I mean, I is feel this- like either. I don't think you could go wrong with either of them. It's almost like you could start with the gin ale, then follow that up nicely with the gin IPA, and then they would search yeah. out the rest, and they'd have to come here to get them, which is great. Are you guys actually considering? doing that and looking into getting stuff out outside of Quebec? The can the yeah, can yeah, is ready. Sure. It's, it's, it's fully bilingual. Yeah. It, yeah. It's ready to export. And in fact, to be honest with you, Craig, we're having fun doing it, but in our mind, our can are really ready to go anywhere out of Quebec. So yeah, the question is where oh, yeah. and 
could, where and which one should we start with? That's why I was asking the question. I know you had great contacts. You had a lot of discussion. Is it north of the United States? Is it Ontario? W which one of our beer could have a potential? So we are really humble. So honestly, we're having fun. We are humble. But in our mind, could we export? That would be our dream. That's for sure. That's amazing. Yeah, I'd love to see that. I'd love to see that, uh, you know, one thing, the problem with Canada's laws is that you, it's not easy to get beers from other yeah. provinces around Quebec being particularly difficult as well. So yeah. I think there's a lot of value in that, that pipeline opening up, even if it's just a few little things in each province, just to give each drinker more, more um, be, like beer tourism is a real thing. People travel for beer. Yeah. I'm sure you it's guys back. do it. We yeah, yeah. do it. I miss it terribly, but it's, you know, oh, yeah. the, the next best thing is if I can go, if I live in Toronto and I can go to the LCBO and pick up a gin IPA, I mean, that's, I'm like, oh, as soon as this is over, I'm going to Montreal and then I can't wait. You know, like, I think that yeah. it, it inspires people to do something. Um, I hear that there's actually a company, there's a company, if you've not heard of them, they're called Untapped. Not, not the app, but there's a company called Untapped yeah. based out of Vancouver. Yeah. Um, they do a lot of importing from the east. Like they, we don't really have anything like that here, even in Ontario or in Quebec. That's bringing West Coast beer out here, and they're super fortunate because they they come out and they bring a bunch of beer. So it might even be worth talking to them because the West Coast market probably hasn't had anything like this, um, whether it's Alberta or um, or BC. I think that would be interesting as well. Um, I imagine these beers travel pretty well. Uh, particularly the gin ale, maybe not the IPA, might be a little more precious because it's based on the New England. But like, I think yeah. there's definitely potential, man. I, I just love to see it. That's exciting for me to, to to hear that you guys are considering that because a lot of breweries don't want to. A lot of breweries just are happy serving the local market and, and you know, and, and it's it. okay. It's totally okay. Yeah, Every, everyone has their, their totally. different goals. Le, yeah, yeah, we know some. Uh, Gaspésian brewery that uh, satisfy with the Alicia Lumen. I don't know what how to translate it, yeah. but it's it's go to path. expand itself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everything you want to control everything in the and it's okay with that. But uh, but we want to be good. But in the beginning, uh, Janelle was uh, a goal for us to to bring it all the world. Amazing. I feel like that's something that could really work. Could, yeah, go on, Jeff. Sorry. No. no, no, no. You're again. We want to be good in Quebec first. That that was our goal to be really recognized yeah. and make the best we can in Quebec because we we're, we're all from Quebec. We're all based from Quebec. If we could make it happen and to export, that would be would be more than happy. And we are mm -hmm. ready for that. But the first thing is let's make sure we do a great job servicing our consumer in Quebec. That's our first really uh, priority right now. But if we can really export, we would be more open. And we have we've prepared our brand to be ready to export. So uh, that, that's a goal for the company. That being said, having fun doing it, being with, with people that we like and having this kind of relationship that we have right now, honestly, I think it's, it's a great, it's three years from, for a company. So we are a young company right now. And we're having great time, having great feedbacks like you just gave to ourselves is something we need right now. So we are more, we are really humble trying to get these feedback. And if we can make it happen, we're ready to make it up. I love it. I love it. Yes. Man. It's, it's very yeah. cool. 
another quick thought that came to mind. I'm from Melbourne, Australia. Yeah. And last time I went back to Melbourne, there's a big gin like they love. There's a lot of local gins out there, some really fantastic stuff. Yeah. I remember we went to a gin bar and it was the closest place I'd ever been to to Le Pauvoyer because they had the, the way they, you know, they had like 250 different gins, same type of thing. So I think that even that yeah. market out there, the consumers would love something like this. It's a very fun oh, beer yes. market out there as well. Just I probably didn't yeah. even think about it, but just because yeah. from then I, I, I've seen what they're into. So there's a lot of potential for everything you guys are doing. Um, I think it's uh, I think it's fantastic. It's just such an interesting thing, and I was really happy to see that you know this one beer turned into six like quick. Because I felt like I just blinked, and all of a sudden you had six beers. Because to be honest, I didn't really see the others until I saw them all at once. I saw the first yeah. five and then I saw the rum come afterwards. So I was like, wow, this is crazy. What happened here? <laughs> um, you know, this one, this, I think this is fantastic. It sounds like you guys are, you know, you guys are all super passionate, super talented and super dedicated. And yeah. uh, man, I love to see it. I think it's a beautiful thing. Uh, Fred has a comment and then we can uh, uh, get to the, uh, the wrapping up. Fred says, for fun, I don't want to pay 15 bucks for one Molson at the Bell Center or even Scotiabank <laughs> Arena in Toronto. When you had the chance to drink real beer, keep up your hard work, boys. I love it. Um, no, yeah. this has been really good, guys. It's been really interesting, like I said, to try them all side by side and to get all the different, um, you know, perspectives of, of you guys. You have a, you built a great team. It's uh, you know, I'm super happy for you. I, I really hope that this continues to just uh, be successful and dominate, and you know, yeah. just keep getting it all out there. So I really appreciate it. Where where uh, where do we see this going in the next sort of year or so? What can people look forward to next? Uh, I guess we probably can't really yeah. say the next beer, but there's more stuff coming. We we hope that uh, the next year we'll we'll bring uh, you uh, at our pub and uh, make the next podcast in person. Pubcast. Yes, pubcast. We're going to rebranding pubcast. <laughs> the pubcast, that's the new one. Yes, podcast. I love that. I'm I'm so down, Did, man. Like I miss that. Sorry, Victor, go for it. Sorry, I'm just going to say the next year is going to be about COVID-19 uh, you know getting getting through this. Yeah. Um the way we're doing it in isolation with distancing um so you know what how will how will it would look like next year hopefully we'll be in the same room uh doing this podcast together uh you know uh, and drinking person, i would love that yes yeah. this is fine yeah. this is cool it's the next best thing it keeps it going but yes it's nothing like uh, sitting all together and uh actually chatting, looking each other in the eyes. It's, just, it's a nicer experience, but this is, you know, we, we keep it moving this way. It's, I, you know, yeah, go. Make a real cheers. Yes, exactly, make a real one instead of this, like, <laughs> hitting a damn camera. Do you know what we have to do? We yeah. have to do the thumbnail for YouTube. So do you want to hold up some cans? Okay. And I'm yep. going to take a screenshot of um, the – oops – I'm going to take a screenshot of the call here. There we go. I'm going to go like that. Okay. Sorry, podcast folks. You know how we go? Yeah, hold them up. There we go. And you got to make a stupid face. As you go there. That's, that's my go-to. <laughs> Just wait. Is it? There we go. You ready? Oh, you got them all. 
Boom. I got it. Yes, look at that. Good. Yep, got him. That's beautiful. Boys, that was a lot of fun. I really appreciate you guys. Uh, I appreciate your time and I appreciate the effort you went to to all be in the brewery and stuff. It's very, very cool. Where can all Thank you, the people... Oh, you're so welcome. Where can everybody find Amaral online? Hey, that's a good question. <laughs> that's, that's a Natasha question. Where are you? Where? Honestly, yeah, yeah. Just going back. Going back. Yeah. Thanks a lot for your time. Thanks a lot for your great question. Pleasure. Just for, for the time that you gave ourselves tonight to get, to get Valeria time to speak about our product. It's, it's an amazing time for us. We really appreciate. Again, thanks so much. We might write you back for some question and some feedback because you, you, you have so, so much knowledge about products and stuff in, uh, happening in Canada and up North America. So honestly, thank you so much for your time. We really yeah. appreciate that opportunity. You're so welcome. Anytime, if you ever have any questions, we're on the email. We can talk. Just hit me up. I'm right here. I'm more yeah. than happy. Um, you guys are all really cool. You guys made this a lot of fun. You guys are great dudes. Sorry, Victor, you saying? No, I was going to uh, add to uh, JF's uh, sentiment. Uh, if ever you're in the St. Hyatt Center area, uh, come knock on the door. You're always welcome here. That's amazing. Yeah. I'd, love to, I'd love to see the place. I love to, uh, you know, I want to come by there. I want to come by the pub as well because I haven't been, obviously, in uh, quite a while. But um, I just love, yeah, I wish you guys more success. It's, uh, it's a beautiful thing. Oh, get the selfie. He's getting it. Go ahead. Yeah. Got it? Yeah, I love it. Um, guys, thank you. <laughs> Let me check exactly what it is online, I think, to follow you guys. It's Amaral. Um, yeah, and Brasserie Amaral on Instagram. Um, everybody's jumping in. Helen saying, great podcast. Thank you, gents. Love it. Liquid Happiness, great episode. Thank you, Veronique. That was so interesting. Thank you, guys. It was it was great. I just love having all of this knowledge at once. This is really cool. Um, I really appreciate you guys. You guys are super fun. Stay on the call, and we'll say bye once I wrap it up for the live because we can, we can still talk right. after for a sec. So everybody, thank yep. you so much for listening and watching. If you enjoyed the episode, smash the thumbs up. Hit subscribe below. Hit the notification bell so you know when every new video drops. Follow us on social media at BOS Podcast, and we will see you next Friday, uh, probably 8 or 9 p.m., something like that. Stay tuned to social. Get it in, yeah.